Hello and welcome to D4, where I, Dustin. And I, Devin, co-DM a fifth edition game of Dungeons and Dragons. That's us. Hey. 126. Woo! Woo! Uh, Halloween may be over, but you can still celebrate by ordering the Hallow's Eve uh, reticle dice from Die Hard Dice. Uh, and thanks to the holiday sale happening between now and December 20th, you will save not 10, but 15% off your entire purchase at checkout when using the discount code D4RULES. Yep. We want to thank all of you for helping us raise $4,090 last week for Extra Life. Your donations go to the Children's Miracle Network to help fund critical treatments and healthcare services, pediatric medical equipment, and charitable care. All of your charitable donations go to helping kids of all ages have a life filled with adventure. We will continue to raise money to try and hit our 5,000 goal by the end of the year, and we'll be raffling off the milestone giveaways we, as we unlock them. Um, we won't have any in-game incentives, but we still want to honor those stretch goals. Uh, we still have the spicy one-shot game to reach, where the players will continuously get advantage on any roll, as long as they eat stuff that's increasingly hot. Uh, we also have a BNG, uh, Beetle and Grimm's Beyond uh, the Wild, Beyond the Witchlight Silver Edition box, a Talon and Claw Kraken DM screen, and a D&D Beyond Legendary bundle to give away once we hit those stretch goals. So if you want to help, please head over to d4extralife.com. Now let's hear from our sponsors. Hey, D&D Beyond is giving away another player's bundle. So put hashtag beyond into the chat right now for your chance to win a player's bundle, which contains... Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, The Player's Handbook, Xanathar's Guide to Everything, Sword Coast Adventures Guide, everything that you need to be a good player. Put hashtag beyond in the chat right now. Also, um, for pre-order right now, Critical Role, Call of the Nether Deep, the first major adventure set in Critical Role's world of Exandria. Um, first of, I imagine, many that'll be coming down the pipeline is available March 15th, but you can pre-order it now. Get the heavy, heavy jump on that. But in any case, type hashtag beyond the chat right now for your chance to be a good player and go to the marketplace right now for your ability, I suppose, to pre-order Critical Role Call of the Nether Deep right now. I'm just glad it's not Wild Mount. Wild Mount. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Goblin Katie, a.k.a. Katie Downey, to tell you about a wonderful thing called Beetle and Grimm's Pandemon... Pandemonium... What, what are you doing? I need help! Oh. Oh, okay. okay. Um, what, what do you need help with, Gary the Sock Puppet? My tabletop game is great, but I'm discovering that my players are expecting something more from me. Props! Really? Well, what, what game are you running? The Wild Beyond the Witchlight! Oh, well, that's wonderful, because Beetle and Grimm just so happens to have a solution. The Beetle and Grimm's Platinum Edition and Silver Edition of The Wild Beyond the Witchlight are now available for pre-order. Really? Tell me a little bit about them! Well, they include amazing items such as maps, props, really nice props too, not like me. They're super nice. Um, text props. They've got... Everything you could need to run the game, they break down the game into simple to use booklets that sort of break it up so that you're not trying to flip through the whole book looking for stuff. Wow, that would sure help me. I'm always flipping through the book looking for stuff. It's all about pleasing my players. I understand. In that case, you should head on over to beetleandgrims.com and get in on the pre-order. I 
think I'll do that. Thank you so much. You're you're welcome. Can I hang out here? No, no, we've got a stream to do, and I think it would be really awkward if you stayed. Okay, well, I'm gonna go run my game then. <laughs> Beetlingram's Pandemonium Warehouse. Hi, I'm Ethan here for Eldritch Foundry. I can't follow that up. You want a cool miniature on your table? Well, hell, I can't, I don't have cool sock puppets, but I will tell you where to go. You go to Eldritch Foundry to find the coolest miniatures for your table. They have a very awesome character creator, just like your favorite RPGs from your favorite video games. Get in there, make your character, make a miniature, have it for yourself. It's a fantastic way to do it. And hey, you feeling lucky? Put in hashtag Eldritch right here into the chat for your chance to win your own Eldritch Foundry miniature. And who knows, maybe you can go home tonight with your own miniature. Ooh, ah. Or if you want to, if you don't win tonight, no big deal. Go to their website, put in D4D&D as a code, and you'll get 15% off your purchase. Check them out, Eldritch Foundry. Hey, I too also don't have an impromptu sock puppet, but I did find this guy right next to me. And this wasn't planned. He's just here. And he's here to tell me some of his favorite things. And he said that Rock Punch is one of them. So um, you should definitely listen to um, my bird in a cat mask <laughs> and uh, go uh, follow Rock Punch uh, on uh, all of the like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, as well as YouTube, where you can find videos of us and other fun content. Yay. Tweet. And you can also head over to d4dnd.com to peruse our vast array of beautiful merchandise for you to purchase because it is holiday season coming up. No matter what you celebrate, gifts are great to receive and to give. So go find some. That's all I got for you. No props. Move along. <laughs> I mean, I don't have props either, but I have a really nice chess code for Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. Yep. You can go right there. You can pick up your chess code. You can get an Electrum chest in your game. You can unlock Whittle in your game. It's the final Heroes of the Plains. That's right. You can have an entire Heroes of the Plains formation, you which be, does include me. You and can then, be Das Studhold. You can be Das Studhold. Which das is Studhold. New, which is a, a new uh, bardic instrument that we're going to be adding, not title champions. Maybe we'll be adding it to this game. I don't know. I'll have to ask Harold about whether that, that's an instrument that Orkira can play. I'm sure that's one. She can cast hold person through Das Studhold. Das Studhold. amazing. <laughs> go get your Electrum chest. Go play Idol Champions. Go have some fun. Thank you. Bye. And without further ado, let us immerse ourselves into the chronicles of D4. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> so last time on a Dashing deeper into a darkened dead wood, the BFGs were met with an elven ranger from the Emerald Enclave named Trident Oakleaf. As an arrow sunk into an owl bear pellet that Vinley was unknowingly rifling through, or unknowing what it was. But upon seeing Seisha's pendant, the Emerald Enclave, and a bit of persuading. The BFGs learn that he comes from the village called Norda Haril, and there is a clan of Arakokra there that can tell them more about the Star Mounts. Trident guides them through the forest as they encounter various forest creatures and hazards, including a snake, some spiders, and 
a tree branch that fell after a large hawk had flew off from it. But venturing forth and continuing on, they came across a sleeping man. And upon further investigation, they find a Zintarum tattooed on him, as well as a hole burrowed into the back of his skull as a swarm of aberrations surrounded them. But their cries of alarm attract two massive owl bears. And working together with the aid of Trident, the BFGs stop the swarm of bees, including throwing an alchemist fire onto the hive itself and the owl bears. Afterwards, they investigate a bit more and find that in the fallen tree uh, was a honeycomb where some a lot was burned away, but they were able to salvage a single vial of this strange honey made from the brains of their victims, which they learned through and identify that it gain, can gain, give them temporary mind-reading abilities. As they settle to make camp, Seisha and Trident break off to set snares and other traps as something wraps around and grabs his leg and pulls him through the forest deep into the darkness. Seisha screams and runs off, lighting her shield as a beacon, and the rest of the BFGs follow close behind as they follow the curses of the ranger into the old dwarven stronghold and into the thick deadwood of the section of the forest that seems to bleed instead of seep sap. As they move through the halls of the ruins, they encounter several zombies and strange humanoids made of thick vines and thorns. And as they cut down the strange plant creatures, they realize that these two are covered in blood and seem to be bleeding through the vines themselves. As they move into the final chamber, they find Trident suspended in the air by vines atop a massive dead tree that leaks blood as if it were sap and it is surrounded by a pool of blood. The plants themselves come to life as they fight to make it, uh, as the BFGs fight to make it to the elf. Someone or something speaks through him, telling them to lay his bones to rest and that the nine failed to destroy him when Laurel Silverhand herself used the crown of horns to turn him into a vampire and, and the, as the group staked him through the heart. With half the BFGs fighting off plant creatures, the others perform a ritual for Voss finds a withered old staff that V snaps, sending out a bone-chilling scream that instantly withers and shatters all of the blights and blood-filled vegetation surrounding them. The Golthias tree finally cut open, the old druid's bones are removed, and the BFGs perform a hallowed cleansing of the stronghold and surrounding forest and ceremonial last rites on the bones to lay them to rest properly before heading out once again up the unicorn run. Seisha sends ascending to L'Oreal Silverhand. And the only response that she gets in return is find the Mistmaster. And that is where we start tonight's session. You've spent most of the day uh, hallowing this forest as it takes the entirety of the day. But you've made your way back to the camp where 
you all originally fought off the owl bears and the swarm of brain-eating bees. Seisha, you find your armor. Okay. Still, still <laughs> slumped down where it was, where you instantly took it off. So you can remove the half plate you're wearing. Yep. Uh, as you do not have a full set of plate as right. throughout the fight and moving and running through on, you're only able to get half of it. So, yep. uh, but you do have a set of half plate. Okay. Um, Something that you all notice is that throughout, sometime throughout the day when you were gone, the owl bear carcasses and the body itself of the man have seemed to be feasted on by scavenging predators. But it is a forest and there are multiple things that could be lurking, waiting for something to fall. Perhaps you scared them off with your presence. Are the bodies still there or have they yes. been? Yeah, they've okay. just been feasted on. The Zentarum, do they still have a mouth? <clears throat> oh yeah. I'll look over at Vinley. Do we want to grab that for later? Oh, I'm always a fan of grabbing things for later as she's already putting down the portable hole <laughs> and two hands are already kind of reaching out to pull it into the hole. She's I, like, I, absolutely, I, I can do this for you, Akira. I thought you'd never ask. I probably never would have, but here we are. Uh, I'm growing. Um, make sure another thing's gonna come out of my mouth. I never thought I would say, don't make that undead or else we can't talk to it later. Oh, I just kind of glance over at the elf guy. I, yeah, I'm also like cutting my glance towards him. I, I look at them, but like, would this look like, who fucking cares? That's the look I'm giving you. Like, we saved his life. We fucking. Yeah, I mean, after we saved his life and like cleansed the entire forest, I, I think we're going to be fine. That's right. you're, you're, you're all giving these like shifting eye looks back and forth, very noticeably, <laughs> as these two skeletal clawed hands just reach out take a body and slowly and ominously drag it into this black pit. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you can see Trident, like he he clocks, like he, he clocks it and he notices it. You can see that he makes like a mental note, uh, but he doesn't come across, like he doesn't whatever, but you definitely get that sense of you, your actions have spoke louder in the past 24 hours than what currently goes. Awesome. But your passive insight also gets up, but if I need to, I'll put an arrow between your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. His I mean, mindset's probably like, this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, but he doesn't, he doesn't, there's no, you know, animosity or anything like that as, as okay. you do this. Uh, and even like through the fight and other means, he's kind of picked up what kind of magic you wield, Vinley. Yeah, you know. I kind of decomposed an owl bear in front of him. <laughs> yeah, and, and you can see he he's even clocked your like with his passive perception, you've clocked he's clocked your ring. Ah, uh, good. Um and Vinley will silently, like through her mind I don't know if I can do that actually. Uh she's either way, she's going to give the command as slyly as possible, like, hey, Kuja Titan, um don't eat this one. This one's not for eating. We we need at least not the head. You can start with the feet. <laughs> yeah. Noted. Duly noted. Yeah. And was that a human? 
Uh, it was a human, yes. Cool. I am up to three humans. Um, just I'll catch them all. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, uh, it is basically nighttime again. The yeah, the next yeah. day. Uh, Orkira, you're exhausted. You have been casting for 24 hours straight this ritual. Um, however, you all did notice as you were starting to leave, um, the blood had seeped away, either absorbed into the ground or whatever, but you did see a, a couple of small, like sprigs of green and, and little saplings peeking up through the ground yeah. after all of your work. Uh, you're not, so, and, and or care, you're not exhausted. You don't have a level of exhaustion, just so you know, because you guys did get that boon of a, of a long rest. But you're just, you're just exhausted in the sense of you're just tired. Yeah, it's been a long day. Uh, Our sleep schedules are all kinds of messed up because of weird magic. <laughs> we need to reset. <laughs> Listen, I'm still not used to being on this plane of existence's time schedule, so it was all off anyway. But oh, you, know, you have plane lag. Yeah, oh yeah, real bad, real super bad. That uh, makes sense. But you know, it, it's like it's good. Tired, you know, like after you did something really hard but really good, so yeah. it's not so bad. You Are did we... a wonderful thing today. Uh, I think we all we all helped out with that, right? Yeah. I haven't it's... cleared an entire forest of a weird, evil vampire thing before, so nothing eh, well, on my bucket list. It was just a section of the forest. It wasn't the whole thing. Don't, don't ruin my dreams. Away the achievement of this, Benly. Well, I just don't want us getting delusions of grandeur while we're in the middle of the woods because that leads to madness, and then we all know how we all react to madness. So, is there anything else we need to handle here, or are we headed out? What are we doing? Uh, Trident will kind of speak up. Um, you've done good, and I think it's we rest up and leave at first dawn. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, traveling at night is never a good thing. How far away are we from uh, the town that we're going to to talk to the Aarakocra? You see him like kind of like do some like mental calculations. Probably three day journey still. Okay. Woo! All right. Does that lead us closer to the mountains or further away? Closer. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I'll do third watch as usual, so I can make breakfast for everybody. I'll, uh, I'll join you for third watch. Trident looks to you, Vinley. Do you normally take first or second half? I typically take the first watch because I'll take I have second to... half. Then oh, sounds good. Can I roll an insight check on that? Sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Dirty twenty. Uh, he's an elf. You're an elf. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. There wasn't both, any like you both rest for four. Hours. No, it uh, was literally like you take the first four hours. I'll take the second four hours. It's all strategy. Yeah. If he didn't trust you, he'd probably stay up with you. Yeah, that I was. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, I'll, take, I'll take second. And as as you all determine watches, the night goes by uneventfully. Yeah. All right. 
I guess it doesn't matter when we go. Is there anything major that you guys want to do this night? Um, Seisha sends a love letter sending to Gariel. Okay. okay. You get a response in return, misses you, and, you know, uh, all is well. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know. Uh, I do the same with Rainier, but it's more about, like, nerves and stuff. Um, uh, Renair will tell you you're one step closer to finding who you truly are, and I cannot wait to meet her when you get home. So, and that's what you get I, back from him. Okay. I think Vinley will send one, but not to Fala or Dabble. Because she's still kind of nervous about that whole situation. Uh, she's actually going to send one just to check up on Daklin. Just be like, hello, just checking in on you. I know you probably haven't experienced this yet. This is sending. Everything's going well. Look forward to seeing you. Uh, and you get back. Whoa. Magic is so cool. <laughs> Can I do this someday? Also, I may or may not have accidentally lit the curtains of the tavern on fire, but it's okay. All is. <laughs> I'll let him stew with that. I won't send another one. I'll just let him keep talking as if he's talking to me. Okay. I will uh I will pray to the Phoenix and in the middle of the prayers be like, and then I hollowed an entire forest against undead. I've never done that before. That was kind of awesome. Uh I gotta tell Penelope about that. She'll be really proud. Anyway, good night. <sighs> and I'm just gone. <laughs> just before uh, you, any reply can come, gone. <laughs> uh you rest and for some reason you feel uh very warm tonight in your mm. rest. Um, I I would like to ask a quick question of the stone, if I could. Uh, sure. Okay, let me get to it. Um, Stone of Golar, how can one use a true name against an enemy? As these whispers and visions flood your head, you take nine points of psychic damage. And you hear Golor's voice creep into your mind. A true name is something marked onto your soul, not a title or label, but something that truly metaphysically belongs to a creature. This true name can give others minor control over you through small influences over your will that an utterance of a few simple words or major control by summoning you forcefully through conjuration or powerful old forgotten spells that imprisoned creatures to the caster's will. It is said that gods, the gods hold the the name of their chosen in order to bend fate to their chosen's favor through small guidances and influences. However, it is nearly impossible to obtain a name from the knower of names as it comes with great costs. 
Holding a true name in your mind over time can have adverse effects as the creature holding the name will also be carrying the weight of every choice and action that name has ever done. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> That's a lie. Okay. Uh, thank you, Stone of Golor. Um, good night. I do want to pray real quick. Of course. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay. I think Vinley, as like watches have been set, she kind of just has the bubble set up for everyone and just kind of goes to the very edge away from people and just kind of kneels down and looks up into the dark of night and just says, thank you for that today. Um, I know you didn't have to do that, but I've, I felt, I felt you in that place and I sent him to you. His name is in my book and I wouldn't have it any other way. So thank you, Jerka. And she just sits there and begins to recite the, the names that she has in her book in her head a couple times and then that's her prayer. She doesn't wait for an answer because she knows one probably isn't coming. It's very cold and silent which is very warm to her. And then she just kind of turns her back to the bubble and kind of leans on it, making it a little more physical in that place. And just kind of looks at all of her friends and sighs with like a weird mixture of relief, sadness, and hope. Right. Uh, and if that is it, then the Night goes by uneventfully uh, as you do your various watches and you uh, awaken to those sleeping. Uh, Trident will wake everyone else up who is sleeping right as the first rays of light begin to pierce through the, the leaves and the canopy of the trees. As you have quite a bit more to a journey to go um, and you have lost a day of travel. But for a good purpose, you did, you did good. <laughs> And you can see that his more guarded demeanor is a little more relaxed after what you guys did the day before. Not only saving his life, but sacrificing your time that you have already said is short to cleanse the dead wood and to lay this, those old, the bones of the old druid to rest so that his soul may find peace. And he is not corrupted to be the undead, never returning to nature again, that he was cursed to be, trapped in the tree. Along your journey, you come to a confluence of two rivers once again, and Trident tells you to keep to the right, as you all hop skip across a couple of stones that are made as a path from the smaller river running up towards almost like true north as you continue uh, northeast. Um, Trident tells you to keep right as the left river leads to a sacred elven grove called the Sorrow Wood that is not permissible to outsiders. Hmm. 
Suddenly, I want to go to the Sorrowwood and kill <laughs> I know. I was... Now, this Sorrowwood... Can I roll a history check real fast? No, you before? cannot. Oh. oh, yeah, it's not permissible to outsiders. I'm an outsider. Yep, it is a very safeguarded place, and so its lore does not really Exist. reach outside of the High Forest. And especially it that? being an elven safeguarded place. Right. Uh, you asked that question? Yeah. It tried and ignores you, and it keeps moving. There it is. Cool. And you get the sense that he will not yeah, divulge yeah. any information on this. Yep. So. Um. <laughs> you know it's there. You know not to go there. Yeah. So. I appreciate um, that someone finally put up a sign in a place. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't go here. I, I can appreciate that. Respectfully, yeah. do not go yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank uh, but, you. I will go in the other direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the path down the Iron Road begins to become more overgrown and almost lost within the beautiful enchanting woods. There is a serenity and majesty here that only Vinley and possibly Orkira with her planar traveling has ever really truly experienced before. It feels inviting, calm, sacred, old, wizened, and even haunting a bit as endless woods stretches out in every direction. Despite the impeded path, your travel is not slowed. It's hard to say if Trident can just naturally see the easiest and quickest path, or as, as if the forest itself bends its will to allow a more accessible path for you all, thanks to him. But you do notice a difference, especially having chased after him through the deadwood and how you all came out in scrapes and scratches and moving through the brush just that just seemed to try and trip you up. But you all do realize that without him pointing out the trail or leading you through these woods, it would have taken you twice as long to move. Up this trail. But you are currently walking through a wild, untamed forest teeming with many creatures. And there are times you encounter its deadly wildlife, either from afar or intimately up close. At night, when you sleep, there are multiple times on multiple watches that you see light reflecting off the eyes of lurking predators from the shadows. Something else you all notice on your travels are a few markings in shadowed white paint marked on trees, what looks to be a humanoid figure within a tree, or perhaps a wailing treant left on uh, on a few trees and rocks. Orkira and Seisha, you two spot the most alarming thing as you notice the skeletal remains of a humanoid about 60 feet off the trail. It looks to be wearing rough armor with leathers, wood, and bone, all lined and accented in blood-stained gray wolf pelts. The body looks suspended by three stark white arrows embedded through the body and into the tree. The bones barely hanging together from the minimal amount of sinew still clinging to them. And once again, painted above the body is that same eerie, ghostly tree fit but etched into the chest of the wooden breastplate 
is the symbol of a clawed hand filled with dried blood. Do I recognize that symbol? Uh, make a religion check. And if somebody wants to make a history check. Um, or Hira uh, just kind of looks at Trident expectantly because she expects that he's noticed the same thing and is just kind of given the... Huh? 13? Would you point it out? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Then I'll make a history check for it. Um, <clears throat> you do not recognize that symbol. Okay. It's one person if somebody else wants to roll religion as well. I got a 14 on history. Mm, I guess I yet. could roll history. Sure, yeah. Okay. I feel like I'm not usually the go-to for that, but... Okay. You know hey, some stuff. Classes. I know yeah. some things. You know, you things. know things. Sometimes. Uh, uh, does anybody else want to roll religion? Vinley, do you want to roll religion too on that symbol? Can I? Yeah. Ooh, I do not know things this time though. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Just for funsies, I'll roll religion. Why not? Okay, sure. Why? I usually don't get in on the the religion, but let's see what happens. Yeah, that was a ten for history. <laughs> we are not allowed to know. <laughs> I mean, I got a fourteen, which is pretty good for me. It's pretty good, but what did you get, Vinley? I got a nineteen. A nineteen. Okay. Vinley. You do recognize that symbol. The symbol on the chest is the Red Claw of Malar, the wild hunter, beast lord of the Lycans. Malar reveled in bestial savagery and bloodlust, said to be an exarch of Sylvanus, the god of untamed wild nature. Though Sylvanus never reigned in, as though Sylvanus never reigned in his beast. Malar is also known to ally with Loth against the Seldarine when it suits him. Trident, is is he left as a warning? <clears throat> and you kind of look, see him, he's like looking down and kind of like peering at it. This is... Um, a dead gray wolf barbarian, devout to some malevolent god of the hunt, and kind of will motion towards you, Vinley. Yeah, I just I she, she repeated it as you told. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, was killed by a tree ghost spirit, oh. as depicted by the warning sign painted above the corpse. The gray wolf tribe is known to stretch across most of the north side of eastern Faerun. From the high forest all the way up to the Evermores and the Desarin Valley, and even all the way up to Neverwinter Wood, if my contacts uh, in the Enclave are, or if my, uh, if the rumors that the Enclave has gathered are true, the tree grow, the, the tree ghost tribe, huh? Yeah, are protective spirits within the high forest. They are born from the forest itself through the grandfather tree. Like actual ghost spirits, or is that a metaphor? Or like spirits of nature. The tree ghosts are protectors and leave the elven kingdoms alone. Some say they are just protective spirits in the forest, but no one has ever seen them. All I know is that they protect the the land and they protect the woods and I give them the respect that they are due. 
but this Grey Wolf tribe usually doesn't come this far south. However, more and more sightings have been reported over the last 20 years. Small raids pushing past the mountains that used to hold them only to the north of the woodland and west of the plains of the Desert Valley, outside the forest, as I said. With the loss of the Vetorox, and he'll look towards you, V, we have lost the last line of defense when their raiding parties venture into our woods. Rumors of Malar's influence in the West have reached our ears, but we're fighting against evils on too many fronts. The Wardens of the Rock brought great stability to this forest, and like in all ecosystems, when something is lost, it offsets the balance of things. Something that you should be mindful of, Unclave Tenderfoot. As he looks towards you, Seisha, it's kind of like a lesson you should be wary of. If something is lost, it can disrupt an entire ecosystem. And I understand. And did you say the entirety of the Grey Wolf clan worship this god? Malar? Yeah, mm. remember the name being powerful? Drawing attention? I have plans. N not to my knowledge. Not all of them follow Malar. It could be just a sect of them. Or perhaps the tribe itself is broken off and separated, but we are not really, again, haven't really seen them much other than just a few things here or there, so. You're very good. I just Seishu, wanted you, to know. Seishu, your mind goes back to Uluvin when the kids mentioned that just north, which would be the west side of the wood, mm -hmm. is a place where people go to see how far they can go into the woods, but there are rumors of feeling hunted mm -hmm. in that area. Oh. It's like the kids were talking about the Western Wood from, from what was the name of the town? I'm sorry, Ulevin. Ulevin, yeah. The Western Wood from Ulevin. They, they mentioned that people go there and feel like they're being watched or being hunted while they're there. That is a very good place to start. <sighs> yeah, when we're done. Of course. Once we figure out what's going on with the Guardians of the Rock. Um, and you'll see Trident kind of walk over and pull the three arrows that are left in the quiver out. And the body just slumps down into the forest floor. And as he pulls them out, he looks. And you can see a glint of silver coming from the tip as he puts them in his quiver. Mm. So. Should we leave him here undisturbed to honor the tree spirits, the tree ghosts? as their warning? Or is it okay I think if this is one to let go. Um, and uh, he will say, it was left here as a warning that this land is protected. We should leave it. Then we shall. All right. Let's continue on. 
You travel again, once more, for three days. Most of your nights go by uneventfully. There are no attacks, nothing harms you, thanks to uh, Vinley's tiny hut. Any more giant spiders dive bombing us? <laughs> there might have been a couple of creatures that uh, definitely did try to jump at you, but were warded away by the hut itself and its protective magics. Um, Every once in a while, we just hear thunk, and it's not a bird, but a giant spider. And by the third <laughs> night, we're like, again? Come on. <sighs> it's like a heavy-duty bug net. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it's about mid-afternoon on the third day. The Trident informs you that you will be approaching Nordaharil shortly. Nordaharil is well guarded, so be mindful of where you step and what you do. Speak uh, only when spoken to, directly asked or given permission to. You are all outsiders, not only from our city, but to the forest as a whole. Everyone here will share concerns I had about your group in the beginning. I will speak to the elders of your deeds of saving me, sending the druid to rest, and cleansing the deadwood. This should grant you hospitality as long as you continue to be respectful to that which gives us life. Any specific things we should be wary of? I mean, being respectful I can definitely do, but I've done a lot of traveling and sometimes Respectful in one place is different than respectful in another. There, I believe if you used common sense, it'd be fine. Respect the land. Do not actively try and burn the forest down. Orkira takes her book off her belt and sticks it into her bag very slowly. Okay. Can can I, before we go in, I. I... I might not get the chance to ask again. Um, have Have you ever heard of someone called the Mistmaster? I have heard the name, but I don't know exactly where or what it is. But it's. It has been whispered upon the wind and the leaves. However, I know someone who who probably and possibly does. Oh, could, could we maybe speak with them? Are they here in town? They are not. Oh. Well, I do not believe so. They could be, I do not know. They are the wardens of the forest through and through. I will get word. I will try and get word to them. They are two brothers, and I will see if I can contact them and have them reach out to you. That would be wonderful. Thank you. It is the least I can do for saving my life. All right. I, I, be I believe we're ready to head, out, head in. Right. Is anybody doing anything as you enter? I um, fully put my uh, like bone wand away. I just have the oak wand, and the portable hole is like 
wrapped tightly as a handkerchief stuffed in one of my mini pockets. Just like, mm -mm, you're not getting out while we're in here. Okay. I'm going to walk up to V and say, I have a feeling that you're probably going to do some of the talking here because you probably have the most questions, right? Um, yeah. For the most like, part, I'm just, uh, what? No, I just want to say, I, I think you're going to do great. I'm going to give you a pat, pat on the back and you'll feel like a little warm tingle on your back as I'm going to cast Enhance Ability. And, and under uh, my breath, after I say, I think you're going to do great. <laughs> caw, caw. And then you'll have Eagle Splendor, which is you have advantage on charisma checks for the next hour. Oh, uh, casting Enhance Ability. Thanks. I love when Akira cast that spell. <laughs> caw, caw. <laughs> no idea how to do any of it, so, so yeah, happy. but she'll give you that pat. So if you if you do have to make any charisma checks, uh, you'll have them at advantage. Okay, thank you. As you all move forward, uh, Seisha, Vinley, and Orkira notice that Trident's gate has slowed, and he seems to be stepping purposefully. Do I see why? Perhaps. You can make an active perception check since oh. you asked for it. Uh -huh. um, I, would, I would also like to make one since I know he's stepping around traps and I commonly trigger them. <laughs> okay, sure. Listen, I I have a sixth sense when it comes to there's danger about, and I rolled a natural 20, which is a 33. Uh, What'd you get? <laughs> Oh no! So what's your total? Uh, ten and four. Good, cool. Good. So that's <laughs> Um, everybody but Orkira, go ahead and make a deck saving throw. Oh no! Uh huh. I don't even have time. Do to I see like... it coming? Uh, you do not. Oh wait! <gasps> oh, I didn't need it. 21. Uh, or Kira, I will let you choose who you give someone advantage to. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I think Orkira would assume that Seisha would see whatever she's seen. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at Vinley and I'm putting away my book and I'm giving people spell, uh, some advantages on stuff. And I'm like, Vinley, do you notice that right there? And her foot's over like a bear trap, and she goes, Wait, 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 oh, wait, wait, wait. No, I didn't. No, thank you. That was a very close one. Mm. Uh, all right. Uh, Harold, what'd you get? Uh, am I close enough to get the bonus from Seisha? Yeah, yeah. You're all bundled up together. Oh, Dirty 20. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Voss. Uh, Dirty 20. Okay. And then uh, V, you got a 22, I said. I heard 21. 21. Yep. So. Everybody misses it except for Seisha, who, as you were like, yep, you know, you look around, and as you're looking around, you just hear this twang, as, and then everyone just watches Seisha just goes, whoosh, it hits the ground hard as is, as is being lifted. You take three points of bludgeoning damage as your head slams against the ground. As you were yanked up into a snare trap, and you were dangling by one foot. Oh. It, it's outside the city? <laughs> Yeah, 
Yeah, you have not reached the the city yet. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and Trident didn't warn us. He did. Oh my god! He, he, did. he, he did. He, he said, did? Yeah. "Mindful where you step." Oh come on! <laughs> I hate traps. I do that. I hate them so much. Trident sees everybody else missing them and just looks back and looks up. <sighs> What if yeah, I'm normally a lot better at spotting things. Would it be uh, improper if we cut her down? Oh. Yep, I, sorry, she's gotta stay there forever. I throw my knife. For she's, uh, she's there forever. This is where you live now, Seisha. Bye! <laughs> oh, Seisha. I, I throw my knife and cut her down. V starts to walk away. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> stops. Ow! How high up in the air is she? She's about 10 feet. Oh, that's only a decent. Yeah. You'll take two points of falling damage. Got it. As you slam onto the ground. Oh. Um, <laughs> and, um, but Ow. we will need to reset this snare. If one of you could assist me in this. Sure. Uh, and uh, you roll a survival check. Uh, you can just give him advantage. Yeah. What's your survival? Uh, plus three. Okay, his is plus six, so yeah, I'll, I'll help him. Yeah, and I study how he does it. Right, uh, it is um, he re uh, resets it. Uh, no, he goes like he goes to reset it, but you can tell he's not like not really strong enough. He's very <laughs> agile, so he can't quite get it. And like at the last second, he's about to put it down um, as you're as you realize you're watching and not helping. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. And then it slings and ricochets back up. Uh, he'll take a point of damage as the branch like lashes him across the cheek. And he's like, oh. sorry, I was, I was watching how you were doing it so that I might be able to do it later. I'm, I'm sorry. And okay. he just, yeah. And he, he just looks at UV. He, or actually, he stops. He looks at you, Voss, and he says, "You give me a hand." I help him. Cool. You can use survival or thieves' tools as you are setting a trap. Yep. Uh, thirteen. So he gets. Yeah, uh, and it takes some some like it's it takes a second. Like it, you both pull it down and get it, and it takes a second. Mm -hmm. It almost gets away, uh, but you kind of like grab uh like your grappling hook and kind of latch it on and kind of pull it down using it almost like an anchor point and like a a pull as you pull it and then you get it re-lassoed down and looped uh it's not as good as the other ones as you guys cut the rope and it seems that foot of no. rope had made it just slightly shorter so you can see the tree bent a little bit more kind of out of place in the in the forest but it's set yep um but he no. Thank you for your assistance. And would you would you perhaps like medical attention? No. It hits you in the head pretty hard. Yeah, I, I got it. I'm gonna use healing hands on myself. Okay. Oh, cool. she turns to look at Seisha. Oh yes. Good. Uh, and you can just see that there's like the tiniest little like cut that's like bare like just like it's smudged from where you like wiped away the blood, but it's can, can a I... point of damage. I, can I um fix that? I feel really bad about it. 
You don't want it to scar unless you do. And he just, fine. Lay on hands for one point. <laughs> Next time when you're helping, help. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. It's kind of a weak point for our group. <laughs> I understand you're all about knowledge, but learn by doing, not by watching. And he'll, he'll, he'll turn and he'll like move on. There's no, again, no harshness to his voice. It's yeah. just a matter of fact. And, um, uh, and he just kind of shakes his head uh, as, as uh, you continue on. Now it's kind of stepping where he steps to avoid oh, yeah. the snare traps that are pretty much the first line of defense uh, for this, this village. As you part through heavy brush and thick ferns, you come to a beautiful grove filled with the singing of songbirds, the bass croaks of bullfrogs, and harmonious sounds of other woodland creatures. A nest of massive oaks and pines stand together interlinked with moss-covered intertwined branches and vine-suspended wooden bridges. Round homes can be seen almost growing out of the tree as they blend into the bark with its moss-covered rough bark roofs, as they encircle the trunks while held aloft multiple feet into the air. You notice spiraling staircases worked from the natural bark and knots wrapping up the thick trunks that lead all the way down to the massive roots at the ground level of where you are. Hundreds of humanoid forms breathe life into this very active burrow suspended in the trees. A multitude of wood elves and wild elves work together and blend into their surroundings. You get the feeling that if they were not moving, only those with astute perception would be able to notice them from your vantage point. You also notice a very light smattering of other woodland-based humanoids, as you notice a couple fur bulks, forest gnomes. The sounds of children laughing reach your ears before you see them swinging on vines and running across branches while being chased by massive birds. You start to notice a few more perched into the branches looming over you as two more circle overhead, like you were already marked for death, looking like prey being hunted. We're gonna send you some pictures of Norda Haril. I would love that. <laughs> Oh, oh! Come on, y'all. So That's pretty. cool. If you're curious about these pictures? You can join our Discord. We like to post them on Mondays. <laughs> oh, it's so pretty! It's so pretty. Uh, and go there. <laughs> you all follow Trident up a set of the winding stairs into a large circular room that resembles a massive greenhouse and topiary garden. Light pours in through the massive ornate Art Nouveau style arched windows made of vines, separate wooden statues depicting all of the benevolent deities that watch over the forests. Sylvanas, Shantea, Maliki, Eldath, Shialia, and Leru. They all encircle a large lily pad covered pond that is a moat for the icon deity shown seated on a glorious throne carved from the center tree this building is built around. Sylvanas is carved to look that of a, a druid or ranger covered in the foliage of the forest. He is a man with three faces, a young boy, an antlered hunter, and an old wizened man with a long beard filled, filled with twigs. 
Shantea is depicted as a grandmother figure with a youthful smile. Her long gown is adorned with vines and fruit-bearing plants. With Maliki, you see a beautiful and stern-looking ranger woman clutching a bow in front of her. And she looks down towards you, almost as if watching and awaiting your actions. Next is Shialia, a middle-aged enchanting woman with a wide feline-like nose, crowned in a wreath of six petaled flowers and acorns that wrap around her tendril-like dreads. Beneath her toga-like gown, you see the wood is carved to depict two cloven-hooked uh, furred digigrade goat legs. The most breathtaking of the wall-lined statues is LaRue, a young fair maiden seemingly without flaws. Her hair is long and falls to the end of her airy flowing dress that looks to be billowing in the wind. One thing you notice that is different is a carved clear crystal singular spiked horn that protrudes from her forehead that you only seem to notice when it glints in the beams of the radiant sunlight. The last walled statue, Eldath, is a large strong woman with hair that flows like a waterfall. Her muscles are well-defined despite being obviously pregnant. In her right hand is a large gourd that, but what stands out the most is that although she too is gorgeously depicted, you can tell that she looks more like V than any of the other statues. Uh... The massive carved statue at the center of the room portrays a seated androgynous male elf pouring a fountain of water from a large Greek-style vase decanter over the elevated gazebo below. The covered, arched, rounded top shrine at the foot of the main deity reads in Elvish, Leaf Lord Rilafane Rolithil. We're going to send you pictures of this garden shrine. <laughs> oh my. Oh. Have I ever mentioned how much I love elves, y'all? <laughs> I'm like about to cry. <laughs> oh, it's so pretty. <laughs> um, Vinley, something that is distinguished between these elves and the ones that you are uh, birthed from <laughs> is that although the architecture is shaped fairly similarly, this one is definitely more nat left natural looking. It isn't carved to be those beautiful detect uh, depictions of what we think of when thinking of like Lord of the Rings elves, which is the high elven style. This reminds me more of like old, old, like Mithilar style buildings for the elves that Vinley has researched. These are Sylvan elves and Sylvan elves yeah. are the wood elves and the wild elves, the, mo the ones most closely attuned to the raw form of nature. We could only attempt to design something this beautiful. She's definitely like holding back a lot of emotions right now entering this place. Um, do you want to do a religion check? Kind of oh, maybe? 100%. Yeah. Could I do a religion check for all of them across the board, or just one for all of them? Um, so you already know about Shantea and Maliki. Um, Sylvanas is kind of, uh, you've heard about Shialia, you've 
kind briefly of heard about recently. Briefly. Yeah, yeah, recently. So I would say make a religion check for LaRue, Eldath, and uh, Rillafane, which are the ones that you guys haven't really heard of or seen yet. I mean, Sylvanas is a greater deity of nature. It, right. he, he is literally like the father of nature, yeah. whereas Maliki is... The distinctive, distinctive fact about um, Sylvanas, which you would know from your old elven teachings, is that he is uh, like the father of the wild wood. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he likes things. He is a true neutral deity that believes in um, letting nature be nature, whether it is yeah. perceivably good or bad. Yep. Just, can, just can let I it make be. The religion check too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got a dirty twenty. I got a twenty-two. Oh. <laughs> At least um, it wasn't a twenty-one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, which one do you want first? Uh, uh, you both you both got enough to know stuff, so just let's go Larue first. Okay, they sounded very interesting. Yep, uh, Larue, also known as the Unicorn Queen, she is the queen of talking beast. Uh, she is actually an archfey that holds a lot of power with follow with some followers, but l- literally the goddess of unicorns, <laughs> to the point where she is worshipped by- as. By unicorns. I I send up a little prayer thanking her briefly for our time in the book when a unicorn saved our life. I was like, th- just like a quick, like, thank you for sending that person because we really needed them in that moment. <laughs> and you can see, and that's the one that has the crystalline horn that comes out the forehead that you only see when the sun catches it. Yeah. Otherwise, it just looks like a beautiful statue. But when that glint hits, you can see it's almost invisible. Uh-huh. Um, Eldath. Uh, Eldath is... She's the green goddess, the mother guardian of groves, and the mother of the waters. Seisha, because you have keen mind. Yes. I believe this is still within a month. Not, it is what it is. It's close enough. It's close enough. On V's birthday, she was told about the peaks and the names that they were given after the first of the Goliaths that became the deities that lord over the Goliaths, and one of them being uh, Thelia or Thalea. And it's only how this sculpture is depicted that this name comes to mind because V's grandmother said that she was always depicted as a pregnant Goliath holding a gourd that was basically a rattle filled with seeds. Can't talk, so she just kind of goes, hmm. <laughs> uh, there's nobody else around here at this moment. Yeah, so Trident Lee oh. left you, y'all yeah. are by yourselves. Yeah, so Trident okay. dropped you off and said to basically, wait here, I'm going to go speak with them, with, with the, you know, with people I'll bring you know but you basically this is your your waiting room yeah oh, okay cool so she will tell that to v then okay in oh. this in this moment i think vinley is definitely up near wherever the most central like altar style is and she's paying her respects to all of these deities in kind okay and in the show we'll relay everything we learned to the group 
well, in the center, in the largest uh, sculpture uh, there is, which seems to be what this temple is devoted to. Uh, Rilafaned Rolithil, the deity of the Seldarine who oversees woodlands, wood elves, wild elves, druids, and nature itself. I've heard a lot about you. He's known as the Leaf Lord and the Great Oak and the Many-Limbed, the Many-Branched. What was he also known as? I'm sorry. The Many-Limbed, the... Leaf Lord. Leaf Lord Leaf and Lord. Great, Great Oak. Yep. Uh, it's actually I, what threw you off, Finley, is this is the first time you've ever really seen him depicted in elven demeanor. Mm. He's where you're from, he's always depicted as a treant or as a, as a great oak. Yeah. Weird. Rokira leans over to Harold. This is the most intimidating waiting room I have ever been in. <laughs> uh, but Vinley, on top of that, you notice that um, this depiction is carved from the tree itself where the others are kind of built into the walls yep. mm -hmm. as like light relief this one is literally carved from this tree so kind of could blend those two forms of is the tree but is also an elven yep and dome. you are in an oak tree so places places of so much religion always feel so uh Intimidating and heavy. Only if you let them. It just, I think I just become extra self-aware. To me, it's not as intimidating. We have bigger statues at home. I'm just worried about like upsetting people by like not seeming respectful enough or something. <laughs> like I don't always know all the customs and stuff. And I agree. That's a I'm not worried about the gods. I'm worried about the people who pray to the gods because the, the yeah. people who pray tend to be a lot more sticklers about that. Those usually. are the people I'm concerned about. I'm sure the gods were chill. Just remember, don't speak unless spoken to. By the people? Yeah. Or the over gods. here, don't speak unless spoken to. What a weird rule for a city. Who, can, who am I to judge? We got the rules from a I guy think it's because we're outsiders. I, I'm huh? aware. I know why. Huh. Sorry. And you all wait about 30 minutes. You see a couple of people come in and tend to the garden, um, but don't stay in this area, kind of just make their way, doing their things. They don't really interact with you. They acknowledge your presence. Uh, but in about, about 30 minutes, you see a group it looks like a full group of many people kind of making their way across the bridge. As you see Trident returning, standing next to him is a wild elf ranger. And then behind them, a committee of Aarakocris. The avian humanoids that stand before you are haunting to look at. Piercing red sclera eyes with white irises. A lion's mane of plumage that looks like white feathers stained with hues of pinks, oranges, and reds, like they're soaked in blood. 
narrow beaks with two dark mustache-like tendrils that hang on either side. They have underneath all of their accoutrement, their leathers and armors, and is two dark, like brown wings, but they are ruffles underneath it in their chest down to their ta- like large talon-like feet are is like white and regal and the first one you see standing uh in front is shrouded in whites and golds uh covered in feathers there's a mask held atop of their face with larger feathers that looks even like a bigger mane coming off of them that hang down um you see them all kind of look towards this one as a leader uh, standing next to them. Stand in, standing next to them is this other one that you only really see the beak poking off of these hood as you can see this kind of almost hunched over walking using a staff as a crutch covered in bones. The bones of animals, humanoids, other things, large just cloak draped over the shoulders and the wings. And it looks like their form is bones, like their armor and, and trinkets and beadwork and everything that's like laced into the cloak and stuff, all bone work. The staff leads up to a, a stone that's carved into the shape of a bird skull that has more bones that hang from the eye socket that's bored all the way through. And then behind them is just a myriad of others you see fighters, rangers, possible clerics, monks, all in different vestiges or vestments um, as they make their way towards you. And then standing beside uh, Trident is a dark-skinned woman, like deep chocolate brown or bark-colored. She has ringlet uh, braided hair that hangs, uh, yeah, twisted braided dreads adorned with acorns, leaves, and other foliage. She has textured markings covered or uh, covering her skin. All, all seem to be carved and marked as some type of ritual. Most of her form is covered in dark hides and elegant carved wood armor. And the tribe of Aarakocra are all bearded vultures, is the type of bird that they are. As they are known to dwell in the mountains. Love a vulture, Eric Orkran, just saying. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> and unlike how you would expect an Aarakocra to look or greet you, they don't turn their heads back and forth because they are a predatory uh, raptor type Aarakocra. And so their eyes are facing forward directly at you, yep. unmoving. They cannot smile. They cannot frown. They just seem, they'll cock their head to the side every once in a while, but all of their gazes stop and look at V. And uh, Triton will 
make an introduction as he... Elder Rorak, this is the group I was telling you about. Uh, I, I imagine you guys would have told uh, Trident that you're the BFGs at some point in the yeah. five days you've been traveling together. I'm sure it's we inevitable. Would have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, uh, BFGs, allow me to introduce you to the Bone Eater Clan. So cool. And you see this 10 foot wink reach out in one uh, towards one side, cross over in front of him as he bows towards V. And you can, Orkira and Seisha, your passive perceptions can kind of pick up the muttering and you just hear that, Warden of the Rock, Warden of the Rock, Warden of the Rock, I know the markings, look at the markings, Vader Rock, Vader Rock, Vader Rock. And you can all seem that they are, your insights pick up that pure curiosity and reverence. Um, and the, uh, the elder, like, hops up to you, kind of excitedly. Doesn't step, like, hops. His wings go up and kind of his head buries down deep, and he tilts his head and I am Elder Rock. Hi. Who are you Warden? Uh, v does like a kind of like an awkward, quick little like curtsy because she's not sure if she should curtsy or bow in this scenario. But she goes, um, "Hi, I am uh, I am V Vetterock. Um, I can't really say I'm a Warden though. I actually come from the city Waterdeep." Um, in a way, I was separated from uh, my people at a very young age. You could even say before I was born. And you see the, the, the heavily cloaked one that you notice that as it moves up to you, you can see that under the hood, there are no eyes. As it just moves slowly, leaning on this staff as it just moves up almost putting its beak against you, V, as it looks up. I do not smell the mountain on her. She is from deep underwater. A curse. Um, I wouldn't say I'm cursed, but uh, I've I left the uh, city to come to the mountain to um, learn, maybe hopefully even find another Vetorok or just other Goliaths in general. And you like as Rarik says, deep underwater, you actually see almost like a a ripple of like fear. Oh no wash uh, over the Aarakocra at the no. thought of being taken from the skies. Not literal water. It's just like a, a like a town, like a city, like a place that's just near water and it's called water deep, but I'm I'm not an under I'm not from under the water, if that helps clear that up. Kind of tilt their head back and forth, look towards each other, kind of look around. 
Um, Sorry for the confusion. Um, I've... Explains a lot of why you're not gone with the rest. Yes, I would like to learn what happens to the Vetorak clan. Disappeared. Um, just out of thin air? No, pilgrimage deep into the mountain. Oh, so they weren't killed that you know of. I was always told that they were all dead, but I'm learning that I was lied a lot growing up, so I just want to come learn the truth of what happened. You see their pupil of the elder just grow big and then narrow down into like pinpoints with the word I've heard, or when you say the words, I, I always heard that they were dead. And... Could be the same that drove us off, devoured them. Do you think there's something that really could devour all of the Vetterhawks? It just seems so unlikely, they're so strong. Cremolacros. Yes. Why we evacuated from Kligari, our home on the mountain, together, we, along with the wardens of the rock, drove the great dragon into the mountain. They followed and never came out. A dragon. Okay. Green. Well, I've killed one of those before. <laughs> old. Very old. Does this dragon have a name? Elacrimalacros. Elacrimalacros. Did I get that right? Elacrimalacros. Okay, I can't say I've ever heard of uh, this dragon before. Mm. Well, maybe there's some that survived. Or they just came out another way. We don't go deep into the mountain. Do not like confined walls. I understand. There's a place you could possibly find information. Yes. Holy sight among your wardens. Where is it? Great, great rituals near the Klikari. No matter where your clan roamed among the mountains, always came to the same spot for the rituals of their young. 
rituals for their young? Close to our home. Like, like the Varix rituals. They kind of cocked their head, unknowing like the, to this word, but. Uh, the, the, the naming, the like, uh, here's your fancy name ritual. Uh, and you see, kind of stepping forward, a smaller um, Aarakocra, still very large being this, just this raptor breed, but probably about a foot or two shorter than everybody else, but wearing a breastplate um, and a great sword strapped across his back and he steps up. He's like, Varric, yes, yes, Varric. I've, I've heard whispers. F forgive me, Warden. I am cough. Your cough? That is I, yes. Okay. I am cough. Cough? Yes. Okay, are you able to take us to this place? Uh, we're not going back until it's cleansed. Dangerous to, to fly now. Well, we'll cleanse it. Mm. We've cleansed part of the forest before. Uh, the, the shaman um, kind, of go, kind of nods. Mm. Is it like amber and stuff? Mm. Near, near mine entrance, amber, yellow, yellow rock. The mine entrance? Mm, yes. Two entrances, two mountains. Do you believe this mine has something to do with the corruption? Mm, not sure. Many, mm, kind of, you see uh, Cough looks back to Trident and the wild elf that came in who you still have not gotten their, their name. Um, many elves lost many to the encampment, either captured or killed. Both, yes, okay. those that get close to mountain will, mountain calls them, they do, yes. Whispers. Two entrances, one, these mines, machines, loud. And you can see like, as, as they mention this, like these whispers, your passive, all of your passive insights, or anybody who has a passive insight over 10 can just see the uneasiness of the Aarakocra as they say this, as they almost, they, they don't want to admit this. Yeah. But. You see um, the elder just continue as to like brush over that feeling. One entrance, loud machine. The others, where the Venerac disappeared. High up the mountain, near our nest. Okay. I need to know where these second entrance 
is by your nest. Maybe you have like a map or something. They kind of like cock their head at this word. Okay, not map. Uh, uh, vague directions. Um, someone here wants to maybe help. To the eastern show us. side of the mountains. Eastern. Eastern side. Okay. Mm, high up. Wind's difficult. Oh, sorry, western side, western side. Dustin doesn't know his cardinal directions, apparently. It was weast. Weast. Yes, we, it was the accent, weast. I said weast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, weast. I thought you said east, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, what is map? A map is a, okay, it's like a scroll that uh, has like landmark locations that you can like see in like a drawing to show you where things are in relation to you. Okay, you can see that they understand <laughs> what you're talking about, but they don't have, they never had a need for one. So, because yeah, they can fly up and see everything a map is just into the air. Um, yeah. But you actually, uh, the the shaman would be forever grateful if you returned our nest to us. We miss the mountain. Okay. What you see before you is all that is left of our clan. Oh. Okay. We'll we'll get your nest back for you. Um Triton will kind of go. I know which side of the mountain is on. I can take you there. I can at least take you to the base. Thank you, Triton. We'll do everything that we can to get you your nest back and help with this corruption of the forest and mountains. And you hear like all of this flock of these Aarakocra as they just kind of look and just almost like almost at once just Vetterock, Wardens have returned. And you can see them all kind of like prancing, hopping up and down very excitedly as they all kind of look at you. Um, and then Orkira and Vinley, you're approached by this female wood elf, this wild, uh, sorry, not wood elf, wild elf that comes up to you. Uh, you see um, Trident actually kind of comes up and goes, Vinley, Orkira, allow me to introduce you to one of our scouts in the Enclave. This is Kartleva. 
She can bestow information on the encampment and possible scout movements of their patrols. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, and we'll wait until the contingent of Aarakocra are finished to speak about this. As they're like quacking and uh, squawking mm -hmm. and cawing mm -hmm. and... Uh, and and just... you see all of their wings kind of like extend and you can tell that it's like 15 to 20 foot wingspan on all of them. They're kind of just day raving over there for a second. <laughs> Let them finish. Yeah, you see one of them uh, very portly for a, uh, <laughs> you know, an Aarakocra and even a bearded vulture. Uh, almost as tall as you, V, comes just under you, but very, very girth. And he just wraps his wings around you in a hug and like nearly... And just this like billow <laughs> and just like almost like grabs you and like starts dancing with you just in excitement as the thought uh, of returning back to the skies again. I I start I dance with him. <laughs> I'm not used to having someone roughly my size hug me. <laughs> and, and the elder speaks up and he goes. We don't have much information about wardens. I was only 13 when they left. We make sure that the forested mountain is safe and habitable. And that's what, that's what I'm gonna do. going up from where the woodwalker and kind of motionsing towards Trident leads you. If you can climb the rock and find our nest about two-hour trek east. This time it is east. <laughs> the nest is east, but the mine entrance is weast. It's weast, yeah. Okay. The, 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 it's neast and weast, no. Uh, <laughs> you see uh, the elder kind of like look around your person and then hops over to Seisha and rips a page off of something with its uh, their beak and puts it down and then just starts like scratching into the paper um and starts making a very horror horrible makeshift map as to how you have described what it is and it's not a very good map it's more so like there's kikari which is marked kind of by like uh, a, a talon like so three prong and then fourth prong and then uh, there's landmarks, basically, like look for a rock that looks like this, look for, um, you know, uh, the lights that in the sky that look like this. And there's kind of like drawn with like a, a wave and it points and goes uh, uh, green, blue, red. So, so yeah, so basically it gives you a crude map of basically directions to this Vedarock holy site. Out of curiosity, okay. not, I, I won't say anything, but I do want to kind of look over at this crude map. Is it obvious that it is drawn from flying above? 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. One hundred percent. Good to know for later. Yep. Um. And then you can kind of see, like, at at some point, you're so like you have like three or four Aarakocra around you or Kira that are just like holding up your wing and like looking at it, um, and kind of looking at you. And I'll I'll be careful to only speak when spoken to, but once again, she's used to this. Um, she'll probably try not to get manhandled too much, but that's like, fine. You can you can respectfully kind of keep yeah. you know but yeah. their curiosity is is almost childlike in in their sense towards you mm-hmm. yep uh and we'll again just you know mm, careful flying winds harsh mm. storms that's mm. good to know thank you and uh unless anybody has any questions for the Aarakocra they are going to hop excitedly out of the building. Uh, yeah, they'll they'll openly ask any questions so that you have freedom to uh, speak. Uh, I feel feel like I just do something that would not turn out. <laughs> I, w- I will lean over to V and say, ask if they know what the name of your sacred place is. Oh, um, do you know the name of the sacred bedrock ritual place? No, only, only, um, Goliath. Only Goliath? Yeah. Did, did you know the names of any of the better rocks? Han. Han? Uh, or was that, hold on. Khan <laughs> uh, Tamak. Khan Tamak. Your grandfather. Antomac! <laughs> and that, when saying that, uh, actually takes their wing and pokes at the antlers that are wrapped around your neck. Yes, Khan, Tomac. Yeah, and in. in, in. In case you forgot, Khan is a title. That's yes. Like, no. No. When you yeah. said Khan-tomic, I read it. I, my brain yep. processed it as one word, and now I know it's two. So yep. we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yes. Uh, the Khan was my grandfather. And you all see them like look now that the elders pointed out that you wear the Khan's necklace and what you just said. They all start to hop again and Khan, 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 Khan. Um, I have a question. Mm-hmm. When it comes to raging, do I have to actually be mad? Like You want to summon your ancestors? Yeah. You That'd can spend cute. rage. You can <laughs> spend a rage, you can summon your ancestors. I'm going to do fine. it. I've never spent all rages in one go. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I do that. All right. And right. as they're all like, you know, hopping around and happily exclaiming Khan, all of a sudden you are filled with emotion and because it's narrative and not combative, all of them come out. You see Vagal the Shadow Walker. 
You see Gravik Spine Cleaver. Thorak Beast Skin. Ilmath Beast Strider. Thulane the Storm. Ulalu Songweaver. And Oniva Wraithborn and her her Shadowhound Umbra. As they all come out of you and the Aarakocra just stop and stare. And then uniformly bow. Wardens of the Rock, we go home soon. The Wardens have returned. And with that, they all kind of step out and take flight into the air simultaneously and pierce through the canopy of trees and you lose them as you just hear this, the cawing and squawking of excitement as they take to the skies. And you watch as all of your ancestors turn to you put their hands on your shoulders and nod to you as they come back into you as your rage dies down. The rage could be a frustration over the situation. 100%. Yeah, just a, an intense emotion. Yep, 100%. Yep. And you feel the necklace around your neck get warm. You can hear drums very faintly in the background. Uh, V turns to the rest of the group and goes, well, I guess we're adding another thing to the list, so, you know, we should probably go do that. <laughs> I don't believe we're adding anything. I think that was one of our purposes of coming here, if not the only purpose of coming here. Yeah. And then, um, Kartleba goes up to you, Vinley, and Orkira, and goes, I hear you're the ones that laid the bones to rest and hallowed the grounds. Oh, um, that, that was us, but we couldn't have done it without everyone else. It was full cooperation. I thank you for returning Trident. If you're going to the mountains, you should probably know a few things. I would love to have any information you might have to offer. And she kind of, if you don't mind, uh, I also have someone who would really enjoy the information as well. She kind of waves Seisha over. And I mean, everybody can join. Like, like okay. she'll, oh, yeah, okay. try and bring everybody over. It's, it's just the initial talk was to Vinley and Orkira. And then as the Aarakocra leave and everything kind of, you know, settles down for a little bit, um, Trident will bring you all over to learn this information. The Bone Eaters spoke of the mining camp. We don't venture far towards the mining camp anymore because of what they said. We've uh, lost some to their encampment. 
But we keep eyes on the patrols, making sure they do not harm the land any further while still keeping our distance. We'll take off any stragglers when we can, but they are very well organized. They patrol in groups of six. They wear red and gold. And there's almost always a squad leader in full plate and always one with a longbow. And we've seen a weave manipulator in most groups as well. But not, not like a druid, not like a mage. How, how do you mean? Sorcerer? A sickening use of magic. Do they ingest something before you've witnessed them using magic? Perhaps inhale something or imbibe it another way. See her kind of like think to herself. Did not think it was important, but I have seen someone inhale something before. Is their magic all dark tentacles and things that are incomprehensible? No. More unpredictable. Seemingly random. That's very valuable information. They have a path from the old endless caverns where they start their mining to the river. Um, they do not patrol too far away from the mining camp unless they are guarding a caravan heading to the river. Then we have observed several shipments of crates and barrels being loaded onto river barges. You might find a group there, so be wary. How frequently have you seen these barges come through from the caravans taking stuff to them? Once a ten day. Has it happened recently? No. So they might be due for another one. You all know probably soon. Because the last shipment you saw was when you were leaving um, Succumber. Mm. I just remembered that right when (laughs) you were about to say it. Uh That's also very valuable information. If you follow the unicorn run, north will lead you to the river dock. You can follow the trail and that will lead you to straight to the mining camp. But we, I, will not, we will not follow. Of course. Uh, you said that the stone whispered to your people to entice them to come into the cave? That was 
the Aarakocra that spoke of the mountain speaking. Right. I assume... I not. I have not heard these whispers as I do not get close enough. Right. I will warn you that the trail is heavily patrolled and will take you directly to the mining camp. How many people are in the mining camp at any given time? Tens, if not hundred or more, but constantly new faces are brought in. Patrols are, from the reports that I have just, uh, that I've looked into, patrols are a lot more heavy the closer you get to the mining camp. Since we lost a few, we have not sent scouts to get eyes on the camp itself, only making sure that those patrolling do not patrol too far outside of where they need to be patrolling, making sure that they are not harming the forest and making sure that they're not getting too far out of their head. Then we will intervene. So far they are as respectful as they need to be. Do they rely on the patrol solely or do they have traps in the area? I have not encountered any traps, but that's not to say what could encircle the campment very much to Norda Hill. Sure. Be warned, they have a big metal beast. What does this beast look like? I've only heard it. Mm. But it eats stone. Mm. Does, does, I, I just, for clarification, when you say it eats stone, does it consume it or does it just tear through it? Again, I've only heard it. Right. Don't know. Okay. The reports say it sounds like it is crunching the rocks to nothing. A horrid noise. As if the earth quakes in front of you. A landslide. A sundering of stone. Not something that is pleasant to hear. You um, mentioned on our way here that the waters were corrupted. Has there been any developments or was that solely due to the deadwood? If you keep following north towards the sisters, There are unholy beasts there. We do not patrol there either. We have lost many to them. We believe that it's possible that the source of the tainted waters are coming from there. But again, 
we are already few and far between. And he motions to the village that you're in. We cannot spare any more than we already do to patrol the surroundings and making sure that these, some of our worshipers and devout also see them as possible new creatures birthed from nature. Mm. And as, unless they step out of bound, we are not to intervene. An owl bear is an ungodly monstrosity, yet they are a part of nature now. We do not wipe them out. Of course. Coral and those that gift life to it. We do not question them. If these are gifted life from something outside of Toral, though, it would be permissible to deal with them, so to speak? That is my feelings. Right. They do not feel natural. They're not. And from what, from what I've been able to gather from the Bone Eater clan is, he kind of looks to you, B. That is what the Wardens did. What? They cleansed the waters, the mountain. They took oaths and packs. The sisters is watched over by her and points towards Eldath. That very much looks like a Goliath. Oh. Okay. They're watchers. B. We think the thing that's in the mountain that they're mining has been there for a very long time. V, if your family prevented others from mining in the mountain and corrupting everything around it, and then we're able to also maybe do a cleanse in case anything got out, removing that group of people in order to mine there would be very useful, wouldn't it? Sounds necessary. So do we want to approach this from the high cavern? Or do we want to go to the mine directly? I would assume the high cavern would be the best. I, I feel like they just wouldn't anticipate us climbing up the mountain climbing. to go down it. Right. Yeah. When we walk into the, the mines, we're risking a lot. Yeah. I mean, no matter Time how is it? Um, I asked Sasha, she would know. It is exactly. Uh, right towards the end of the day, right? Uh, it correctly. was about midday, I think, when you started walking in, but it's been about an hour or two. 
It is 432. <laughs> yeah, it was mid-afternoon when you when you got here. So, so yeah. yeah, somewhere, yeah, early evening. Yeah, we'll say somewhere between five and six. Who had detect magic? I do. Cast it now. Okay. Please. And Please. remember, we're thinking about a potato if you see anything. Of course. Um, it's going you to see, take me a moment. You see if the we're discussing elk, plan of attack, we need to know now whether or it's not going we're being to on. take me a moment. Understood. You see the wild elf kind of look quizzically towards you with narrowed eyes and then looks towards Trident. Trident holds up a hand. Because I'm sure I've seen he's seen y'all do this. Yeah, trying mm-hmm. to through throughout the time that he's been with you. And that's all she needs. Yeah, she just needs yeah, yeah. is everything good yep. right now. He holds his hand up and he just <laughs> looks over and uh, crying eyes. He'll say he'll he'll say in Elvish for those who speak Elvish. He just says to her. <laughs> um, and she will begin the ritual to cast detect magic and drip the blood in her eyes. And uh, Seisha, are you going to do something within these next 10 minutes? Yes. Yes? Okay. I, I, I turn to the, the two um, people from the actual village. I don't suppose you would happen to have a diamond worth a thousand gold in this town, would you? I can check and see. It would be invaluable if you did. I'll see what I can find. And Trident will head off to. to if, dis- if we can get that diamond, we can rebuild the necklace. What? To prevent scrying. Uh, so after 10 minutes. Um, Put in my blood contacts. <laughs> and you do not see. A scrying orb. However, this entire room lights up with mm-hmm. divine magic. Uh, oh. uh, it like holy magic, not okay. uh, divining, but divine. Yeah. It's just a little overwhelming. I should have remembered that we were in a temple to multitude to a multitude of gods. <laughs> Probably a lot of smells. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, your senses are just bombarded with magic. I think uh, she like takes a big deep breath and goes, and the blood just kind of steams out of her eyes as she releases it. And she's like, I couldn't. I'm sorry. It was, it's overwhelming. Did you see anything? There was nothing other than the holy magics of this place. You know, this place is hallowed. <laughs> it's hallowed. It's hallowed grounds, which is not surprising, but. Good. Um, Nonetheless, shortly thereafter, Trident comes back in with a forest gnome, um, and you can see uh, about three and three feet tall, um, kind of darkish, like olive skin, but with like vibrant green, almost grass-like hair that just is all sorts of directions. Cool. Big eyes and just a grin on uh their face uh as you see a backpack um the backpack looks like it's made out of like large almost banana leaf style instead of of leathers and um 
you see uh, this here is uh, allow me to introduce Del Wild Wonder to you. Del, and, uh, hello. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Wow. Um, so not a lot of outsiders. So how? Uh, welcome to Norda Haril. Uh, am I saying that right, Norda Haril? It's it's right. Okay. It's um, wonderful to meet you. I say in Gnomish. Well, <laughs> uh, wonderful to meet you as well as uh, he says in kind of broken Elvish. <laughs> um, yeah. It's it's more comes out like uh, meet wonderful you. <laughs> <laughs> she accepts it and she's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, uh, welcome to the Elverglade Garden Temple. I'm sure they told you all about it. Uh, this is, um, uh, the Oak Lord, Oak Leaf, Leaf. Really, I'm messing this up. I'm so sorry. Just, just, it's fine. Just tell them what you want. Uh, so I was told that you're looking for something, uh, in particular? Yes, we're looking for a diamond that's quality of, uh, probably around a, a thousand gold in value. Well, I don't know it's, like, actual worth in the sense of, like, uh, you're, you're from the city, uh, Trident yeah. told me. Um, things work differently out here in the forest, the, you know, um, it's all about bartering, so, yeah. um, it is a very nice stone. Um, I'm sure it is worth uh, uh, the amount that you need, um, but I I can't make this trade unless you give something of equal worth value. Sure, sure, sure. Um, uh, yeah. Preferably something that will uh, help, um, you know, Norda Hill. I could I could exchange um, a couple smaller diamonds for it, uh, the sort that are useful in bringing people back to life. Yeah, that, that sounds perfect. <laughs> and I will pull out, where are my diamonds? Oh, they're in my thing. Where are they? So what is a city like? They are. Oh, uh, it's uh, very loud. It's got bigger statues, big statues. It's got big statues. Real big statues. Um, There's water. A lot more to do. A lot of Um, people in a very small place. That's the first thing you've said that's different. (laughs) I pull out, uh, I think they're, I have it recorded that they're each worth 500. Okay. So I pull out two of the diamonds. Okay. How many? How many of those do you have? Just so I still we... have four left. Okay. Oh my. Yeah. You God. you you have bought a lot. Uh, right Spent all my gold leaving... on diamonds. <laughs> yeah. Right before leaving Waterdeep, and then yep. uh, the caravan that you met along the way. You're like, how many diamonds you got? We're buying them all. Okay. Take them yeah. all. No, we just got ten self. grand a piece. Let's do this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Note to self: If Seisha ever goes down, grab her bag. <laughs> And bring me back. That's the end of that sentence. Also do that. I'm out of spell slots. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Oof. Uh, So this is funny. Uh, Little jabs. Love it. That's great. Uh, So apparently a city is 
uh, loud, big statues. It has water. Uh, and then the only thing that's different from a forest is that, uh, oh, there's lots of things to do. There's a lot of things to do here too. Um, but the panther, there's a lot of people in a small amount of space. So, And it smells horrendous in most places Ooh, okay. in a city. That's different. That's but different. there are so many things to capture your imagination and entertain you. It's amazing. Have you been outside? I have, For but they're long. different. It's it's things like um, mummers, like performers, and um, there's things like museums and art galleries. And there's an entire place dedicated to innovation and mm -hmm. making new things out of less than natural uh, ingredients. Not metal. like the creepy mountain unnatural right, stuff. Right, right. Like, Just yeah. worked metal and mm -hmm. that kind of thing. That reminds me, actually. Um, I wanted to ask one more thing about the, the big metal beasts that eat stone that we were talking about. Is I know no one's actually seen it. You just heard it. But do you think that's actually in the mining camp? Possible. Or the entrance. Okay. Not Does this sure. sound like anything I've ever heard before? Machine, something I've seen on my travels, perhaps? <sighs> I, I, I only say like... that I've been around the Temple of Gone enough to know right. machines do shit like this. The closest you could get is that dragon you guys disabled. Yeah. <laughs> um, or. Mm. Hey, they did say there was a dragon down there. That's why I asked, is because I thought he stole the Temple of Gone Dragon and is using it in his cave now. <laughs> Fair assessment. But uh, other than that, not really. Um, uh, and so uh, uh, wait right here, and I'll go speak to my friend over there. And you look kind of sitting on the ledge of one of the windows is a raccoon. <gasps> You're just kind of like plump, sitting down, kind of like dipping some food or like some nuts and stuff into like a small little basin and eating that and then comes over and you can see them kind of. Yeah, you see the raccoon like looks up and it's just like, <laughs> no, 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 I don't want to steal any of your acorns. Here, actually have another one. And uh, like sets down a pile of, of nuts in front of him and then he goes. <laughs> Here go. <laughs> hands over another like little bag of nuts. And you see the raccoon just scurry down and out. And then a few moments later comes back with a small couch. And then uh, he looks at it, kind of shakes his head and makes his way back over here to you. Um... <laughs> Uh, this work for you? And pulls out a diamond. You can make an intelligence check. Absolutely. It's a 19. Mm -hmm. 10. That's it, a diamond. Finley, that is a big diamond. That's worth some gold. Wow. Probably a lot. That's at least 30,000. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got a uh, 
<laughs> Seisha, it's it's about a thousand gold. This'll do. Yay! Damn right and it will. I pull out the uh, necklace that doesn't have the diamond in it. Mm-hmm. And do you, is there some place that I could work on this? I, I don't want to disrespect. That's not really our thing here. I can I, try I, I just didn't want to do it in the temple because it seems disrespectful. Oh, oh, but I, should be I thought you were it. asking us to like make no. that happen. No, I can do it. I can do it. I don't want to speak for the elves because I'm not one. This is their home, but that's not sure. really their thing. Right. And I turn to Trident. What would be an appropriate place for me to do this? Um, are you going to... I'm going Stay to set here. the stone in the necklace. I understand that. That's not what I was asking. What I was asking was, are you planning to stay tonight and leave first thing in the morning? Or are you are you wanting to leave immediately? That is a very good question. I don't think we should travel at night and not yeah. in this forest. If if it's permissible, I think staying here would be the wiser option. Along from here to the mountain. A while. Hold on. I'll give you a more exact. Yeah. Uh, and you see um, uh, the the gnomish man kind of look, look at the uh, diamonds, like looks through them. You see his eye get massively big as he looks through it. Yeah, that looks about right. So um, you're going towards the mountains. They've told you all of the the whispers and rumors and scary stuff. Believe we talked so. to the Bone Eater clan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, good luck. Thanks. Wouldn't want to be uh Yeah. Most it's people terrible. don't want Love to the voucher confidence. Oh, uh, you bigs got it. <laughs> I don't, but uh, that's not me, no. Um, these trees, they're safe. I like them. Pretty cool houses, I might say, if I do say so myself. <laughs> yeah. Round is a very nice design. I like round. Round is good, yeah. It's a beautiful And uh, yeah, you just, you see, um, um, you see, <laughs> try and just, um, sorry. Um, we're actually, well, you want to go straight to the mountain, right? You don't want to. Look, I'll, I'll give you your two options. If we take the unicorn run to this dock and take the road up and then venture off from the mining camp from there, it will take longer, but we will encounter probably only these patrols. That is, you're probably looking at, kind of again, does some just quick calculations in his head. Four more days, five more days of travel, give or take. There's no point in moving tonight then, obviously. If you want to go straight to the mountain, we cut the direct path. You're looking at no more than three day travel. 
but I can't guarantee what we'll encounter. For a more subtle route, how long would that take? Three days. You will not encounter any patrols, and we will go away from the, this mining camp, and I'll take you to the base of the mountain where you can make your way up. I turn to the rest of the group. This trip is for V. I think it's her call. Um, I would like to go to the ritual grounds, and I know that that's near the higher entrance. If that's okay. Yeah. But which way would you like to go? Would you like to go past the mining encampment? Or... Or just straight through the woods with unknown threats? Either is... Um... Sorry, I thought one was one way and one was the other. I did. Um... It is. Oh. Oh. <laughs> then it was my... It's basically which... Which entrance do you want to go to? Is kind yeah, of the, hi- the yeah. higher one. I guess the one that takes longer. Nope. Shorter. No, that's that's, that's the one that takes shorter. Oh, well yeah, then that's just we don't that... know what we're gonna encounter on it. Well, shorter, hold on, we... pause. Shorter to the mountain. It's undetermined how long it's gonna be traveling the mountain itself. Right. Yes. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Yep. In that case, the uh, unknown monster route we've already encountered. Everything we've encountered this far has been next to mostly unknown anyways. Yeah. All right. It's kind of our bag. I think yeah, we're fine. I'm comfortable with unknown at this point. We actually, it's probably do, good. we actually do worse when we know what we're going to encounter. It's true. I, I think it's best we not know. <laughs> also, avoiding the patrols is probably a really good idea considering how many people are in that camp. Mm-hmm. Also considering how recognizable I am. Yep. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. And you look back where Dell was, and there's just a bush. Yep. Yeah. And he's gone. Dell. I look Del into, into the bush. A bush? <laughs> yeah. It, you're, you're, it wavers a bit and then dissipates as <laughs> it was just a minor illusion. <laughs> oh man. You guys are good. You guys are good. All right. Well, Look, I, I, I don't want to be too nosy. Thanks for the exchange. Hope it works out for you. Um, Trident, it's, um, it's good seeing you, my friend. And... I hate to do this. Oh, can I roll an insight check on that? When he's like, I don't want to be too nosy, but now I'm going to leave now that I kind of know what uh, direction you're going in. Is Was he, was he spying on us? Hmm. Uh, sure, go ahead and make an insight check. Mm. Not my best. 15. She rolled one. Kind of hard to tell. Mm. Just, There's no malice intent to him or anything like that. But Yeah, we'll give you that. There's no malice. More mischievous. Okay, all right. Thank you so much, Del. This, this was a huge help. Uh, hey, I like just being useful. So uh, we're very useful today. We'll keep you in mind for future transactions. She says in no mish to him. Farewell. Well, I mean, just keep in mind that these are not for me. Right. Yeah. And yep. And he'll scuttle on out the door. Trident will turn back to you. 
Leaving now or in the morning? Morning. Morning. Trident will take you to kind of out of this and down and up another tree to a small house. Um, And uh, he takes you to his residence where you're more than welcome to sleep tonight inside. And as you're passing by each of these resident houses, they're all, it's like open floor plan yurt style. There's that beam in the center that is either uh, the tree itself or uh, a branch that is built off of. And then the rest is just kind of open area. Yep. And uh, you can uh, fasten your gym if you want to make me an arcana check. I would actually like to use channel divinity, knowledge of the ages. I will say that this is important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Makes other sense. Other people want to do other things? I was about to say, could I assist her? You with can. Arcana. You can I don't know assist. how the hell I would assist with this. I know how I would assist. Uh, are are we basically alone? Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's just you and Trident. Okay. Then uh, I will enhance ability on Zaysha. Okay. Uh, this is Arcana, this is intelligence. Intelligence, oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, I don't know if she's ever done this. Oh, or Kira looks panicked for a moment. Her hand lights up and she's like, oh, no, no one's around. Okay. And then realizes what she has to do and goes, um, what noises does a fox make? <laughs> I, I think they, they kind of go, I heard it was they, a they kind of chirpy thing. laugh sound. Okay. All right. Uh, here you go. Let me see what I can do to help. And I'll touch you on the small of your back. And uh, or Kira will go, and now you have advantage on intelligence checks. Woo-hoo. Oh no, I was wrong. It was waka 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 wow. Is what the <laughs> translation is. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> sorry, headphones. <laughs> but it's like that. Ne- next time I'll ask you to make the noise while I cast the spell. Hey, I had leaned... to do that one before. I leaned away from the mic. You're welcome. <laughs> it didn't help. Anyways, <laughs> moving moving on. Um, all right. So you have advantage on the roll. Uh, I will say if this goes poorly, meaning you fail the DC by five or more, you will crack the diamond. Mm. Which means the diamond can still be used for other spell components. It just cannot be used as a focus for this item. Okay. You so, can do this. I believe in you. Oh, there you go. There you go. Wow. That's so good. So motivated. It's more than I can do. <laughs> so that's 25. Okay. Okay. And with Vinley's help and the knowledge of Agma and the. A bunch of people screaming out whatever a fox says. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, yeah. and <laughs> riveting inspiring words um what what they is, can't all be winners <laughs> <laughs> uh it, tell us how seisha forges this magical item um she she sits at a table in the house and gets venley to sit across from her and she pulls out um vas could i borrow your tools Certainly. And she uses um, the the picks 
from Voss's lock picking kit to pry the tongs that hold the gem in place back. And as she focuses, it's almost like the the energies surrounding the diamond sort of enhance and become visible. And she places the diamond into the setting and begins sort of pulling on those energies to wrap around the um, pieces that would lock the diamond into place. And she uses those and they pull the teeth into place so that the diamond is set. And as she does, the the um, waves of energy sort of pour across the full necklace itself and channel up through the cord and soak into it. Um, and that's the tools down. I will say in order to charge it, you spend a, a spell slot. Mm -hmm. uh, it can be first level. It's fine. Okay. Um, and with that, it all just are the small, intricate arcane runes appear upon the diamond that mimic the ones that ring the the, uh, the amulet itself and you now have did you already have the item on your sheet already no because we didn't know what it was called amulet of, uh, amulet of non-detection is basically I, what it is i take it and i turn to v put this on okay she puts it'll it on. keep you from being scried on Oh, sick! Uh, yes! Uh, and, uh, alright, as you, uh, put it on and attempt to, uh, attune to it, uh, I believe you are <laughs> attuned to three items already, so you need to pick something to unattune to. I am? I thought I was attuned to two things. Is it a Where radius? is that? It's at the bottom of, uh, equipment. Of is inventory? Radius yeah. device, or is it a single person device? Single person. It's a Damn. single person. So if somebody scries on her, the scry will just I automatically forgot fade. What my, no reason to scry on anyone else. What's my fetish of protection? It's it's it gives you plus one to your armor class and plus one to your saves. But what what item is that? It is the thing that Vinley had Mama Ue make for you. Oh. There's a little forgot. voodoo doll of you. Oh yeah, a little, little mini me, and it added to my armor class, and it added to what else? Your saving throws. Mm-hmm. Well. Oh, but we will, uh, as we figure this out, and as you all kind of settle in for the night, we're going to take a break there, and we will be back as uh, the BFGs head onward toward the Star Mount. Only three days left before the base of the mountain is reached. And if you're watching and you feel very generous and kind and want to help Extra Life out, uh, we would greatly appreciate it. I know they would too. Go over to d4extralife.com and try to hit some of those stretch goals by the end of the year. Yep. We'll see you soon. Welcome to Rock Punch, where the gags are aplenty and the shenanigans never stop. Come join the gang on a high-flying adventure around Atlanta, Georgia. Wait, 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 who picked this 40s theme? What does this have to do with- Watch the crew as they fumble through the workplace. That was just a little payback for the last year of the emotional turmoil that you've all put me through. Complain about movies? 
that's the worst movie of this year so far, hands down. Oh, what, yeah. What's coming Without close? a doubt. What's coming? Stream on Twitch. You die. Stop it, okay? I see my best. Voice. And so much more. Boredom a part of your day? Well, not anymore. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Is it a ragtag group of misfits who couldn't hold down any other job than this one? It is. So, tune in at twitch.tv slash rockpunchatl, or watch their videos released every Wednesday on YouTube. Whatever you do, hit that subscribe button and be the first to like it. What do you say about that, Colton? I, I don't think... Great! I'm not... Excellent! With entertainment for geeks and gamers, there's surely something for everyone at Rock Punch. So take a jitterbug break and save your money at the soda shop and tune in to Rock Punch. All right, so the BFGs have traveled up the high forest into the encampment of Norda Haril, uh, where they met. Uh, they were uh, saw the encampment of a bunch of wood elves and wild elves, where they met with the last of the Bone Eater Clan, which is a uh, a group of bearded bearded vulture, vulture. Aracocra. That's what they are. Yes, and Aracocra. another wild elf scout that gave them some information about how the shipments of uh, the amber and the uh, Gathalan steel parts uh, mm -hmm. are being shipped uh, from the mountain to the river. Mm -hmm. And what dangers lie ahead? Um, Trident then gave them the option of taking that route and entering through the mining uh, encampment or taking the more secluded route up to where the Aarakocra spoke of the ritual area the right of Varix, they saw the Goliaths disappear into over 20 years ago. Uh, and we pick up uh, as um, some items have been exchanged. Um, v has now two necklaces around her neck, <laughs> a diamond amulet and the antler necklace. So, uh, you have attuned to that, just so you know. Um, yes. And Voss, you now have the Ghost Lantern that you can attune to. Sweet. Yeah. If you want to add Ghost Lantern to your equipment, you can. And uh, V, uh, just make sure you remove the Ghost Lantern from your trigger sheet. I did. Perfect. Everything's coming up, Voss. V, how many more <laughs> necklaces do you need before you have the same number as Harold? Oh, I'm going to need uh, at least 10 more. Um, at least. At least. Uh, Honestly, so my, I, my neck muscles are kind of insane. Look at this. <laughs> so, um, V notices, like, loves the diamond, looks fantastic, notices that it could possibly make a little bit of a target onto me if anyone were to just come up and be like, oh, hey, a giant lady with enormous diamond on her neck. So I sort of do the like little like boob tuck thing. I'm assuming it's a long chain. We've decided it's a long chain. I put it on a long chain if it's not, just to make this work. <laughs> so it gets kind of tucked into the cleavage area. Love it. Down and, and hidden 
in yeah right into the bra right in there yeah into the black hole (laughs) black hole yeah because you just pull stuff out of it and you're like where did that even come from (laughs) well it's also where i keep like my lip gloss Black hole, like I said, it's, just, it's its own bag of holding. It's its own bag of holding. There you go. Okay. Oh, goodness, Christ, Christ. I have a pouch um, of gold on this side. You guys, uh, unless there's anything important that you want to do while you are sleeping in Trident's home that night, uh, otherwise, I would like to steal everything in the house. No. Cool. No. I do want to quickly like run down to the portable hole, make sure everyone's good inside, make sure they haven't fully eaten this corpse. Is the bra of holding? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, so you recast your spells to make sure that your undead friends do not turn against you. Um, <laughs> everything like that. Uh, anything? Anything else happening? tonight? If not, we can move straight on ahead. Um, Seisha says a prayer to Agma to protect her from the consequences of knowing uh, Bazka's true name, because she knows it in uh, fulfillment of her oath, and she's a little freaked out now. So she says a little prayer to Agma, asking for his aid. Okay. You have a, you have a little prayer. Sometimes things aren't answered, but you know it's heard, at least. It's faith. You don't need an answer. Exactly. Does um, God answer all prayers? Yes, but sometimes <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> uh, and then if everybody wants to hit the long rest button. Yay! 100%. Orkira wakes up from um, a sweat-inducing dream of her uh, uh, stealing everything in Trident's home for some reason. Oh, I don't sweat often, but oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> How do you deal with this when it happens? Ugh. Yeah. I, I do, before we leave, want to mention a possible strategy uh, to you all. Yes. Uh, over breakfast, if, if we wish. I'll make um, it. It's going to be alarming when I suggest this, but trust me, I do not do it lightly. Um, Love's exact wording when she told us to kind of pursue these heritage um, was to speak to the Khan. And as far as any of us are aware, he, he might have passed by now. Are you suggesting seance? Not here. The ritual site? The ritual site, because as you know, I get possessed by spirits in the area. So, hypothetically- I don't think Bosco was in the area. Yes, he, he had a very strong attachment. Sorry. He had We're a much very... closer to the Amber King though, aren't we? Yes. Who knows what that'll do? Yeah. I don't like the idea of doing a seance. Right. None of us like it. But if it's necessary, how are we going to do the right of the Varix? I say let's table this conversation until we can see where we're at and until we know what 
awaits us in general. Of course. Yeah, because yeah, we could we could say, oh, we'll do it when we get there, and then there's like goons all over the place. It'll depend on how desperate we are in reality. Right. I just wanted to bring it up so that yeah. we we're all thinking of it. There's nothing wrong with bringing it up. Thank you for bringing up this option to the group. There could also be a couple of ways that we can try to find out whether he really is dead or not, which would help. I right. mean, I've had bad luck with asking the Phoenix about people being alive or dead because apparently around here that's a question but maybe there's other ways that we can try to nail that down because if if we can figure out that that'll help a lot making your seance decision for all we know we might need a veterak on the way into the holy grounds how and... crazy would that be <sighs> it'd be great very convenient so wait 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 there are people here who knew that con right yeah, Potentially, I so. yeah, I think so. Could we get some information about what they look like? Maybe we can try to scry on him. Khan? I mean, didn't uh, the Air Coker say that they only saw him when he was 13? Yeah. So long when the Air Coker was 13. Right, that's, that's what I'm saying. When the Air Coker was 13, that Air Coker has since grown. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you all can uh, roll a, a history or a nature check. I guess I'll. Oh, oh, I can attempt another history check. Get in there. Oh, that's a 16. Hell yeah. You beat me by one. I got a 15. Oh, oh, oh. I do get plus four to history. I did have private tutors. <laughs> <laughs> that mysteriously disappeared. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, you both know that Aarakocra typically only lived to be around 30 years old. And so the elder is probably about 33. And oh. he said uh, that it was alive at 13, which would be like well into their adult life it'd be young adult but adult life um and you know that the way that the hierarchy of eric hokers work at least in these uh tribe clan systems is that the oldest is always the tribe leader the second oldest is always the shaman all hail the almighty tallest <laughs> and the oldest <laughs> uh so uh, but that's that's how it works. So you kind of can get a gauge on um, their lifespan and uh, how they perceive time. I turn it for you to say, if we're going to have any conversation with the Erokokra, I point to view Emiliana, you're the leader in this. You're the one they respect and look up to. I guess I'll ask him. I don't think the rest of us would get anywhere with them, honestly. They seem to put a lot of faith into the wardens. You look like one of their gods. I think that means a lot. I don't think it's really gods. It's just, you know, protector. I'm not oh. immortal. Except, what? you know, I guess bringing this, all of the spirits in front of them seemingly back to life probably did kind of give that image. And I did not think that way going through with this. Everyone is proven, or everyone is immortal until proven otherwise technically i think in reality they probably just have a lot of faith in you i mean we've done a lot to get here 
I think you should have some more faith in yourself. You really are a warden, a protector. And you've been doing, you've been protecting people ever since you left your house. Yeah. I, I guess. Actually, oh, no, continue. Sorry. I guess I just never thought of myself as like a protector of the, the mountain, you know. Hey. Well, this is a new part of your journey, and so you're finding new places and people to protect. I've seen you fight. I've seen you throw yourself in front of your allies, your friends. And I've seen the spirits of your ancestors stop a death blow to one of your friends. I know what it's like to be outcasted, alone, finding yourself in a place that you're not sure if that's really where you belong, and venturing off to find yourself. I assure you, the blood that runs in your veins, you were meant to protect. You may not be a warden, but perhaps you're a watcher. Born oh. to guide and protect those from the threats that come from beyond. The Wardens of the Rock did a lot for this land. And when all thought was lost, here you come. It's not a coincidence. Eldath. Guides you. Thank you. Um, half the time I feel like I don't even know what I'm doing. Neither, none of us do. And all you can do is walk one foot in front of the other and learn with each step. And try to leave things better the way than how you found it. The forest will always flourish. If left unattended, it will grow wild. But even maintained and cared for, the beauty that resides on the surface is unlike anything you'll ever see anywhere else. Well, um, <laughs> I, uh, 
guess we should go ask him. Gosh, I forgot his name. Oh no. Do you remember? Which? The, I'm sorry, the, the, the one who said that they, they remember the Kong. Uh, the Elder, yes. It's Rarak. Rarak, yes. I'm just hungry. We go ask to see if he could give any more descriptions because I've never seen, um, I've never really seen what he looks like before. And can't, can't say we ever had photos. And I would say it does help that you have a very personal belonging of his. It's true, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, you're right. It would make it easier to see him. Uh, can you point me in the direction of where he typically is? I will take you to the Aracogra. Thank you. Is it is it okay if I come along to listen? If anybody else wants to come, you're more than welcome to. As far as I'm concerned, everyone's welcome to come. Yeah, I'll come. Um, we're, we're probably leaving right after that anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll guide you down and lead you over to the area of the village where the Aarakocra have re-nested, if you will. <laughs> and you see that it's an old, like, it's another room, right, building that's circular, but this one seems to either be still being built or one that is old and um, and dilapidated in the sense that there are no walls. Uh, you, you can see just roosting nests built along inside of it and on the roof, but it did not does not look like they are encased in a building. And um, you see a couple of them perched around the area and they start making cause that just like go down the line to alert all of the others. They don't seem to be uh, upset at your presence. It's more so just like a, hey, hey, someone's coming. Hey, hey, someone's coming. <laughs> Uh, so that it eventually gets down to uh, the shaman and the elder. But as you're continuing, um, yeah, and they'll uh, yeah uh, try and lead you up, and we'll call out and you know uh, forgive the intrusion, but the warden of the rock wishes to speak to the elder. And you see the shaman nod and goes to the the big nest that's uh, uh, perched upon the roof, and then peeking up out of the, all of the combined twigs and stuff is the elder as he kind of shambles his way down, and then flutters as he lands on the the pathway of the uh, branch that you're all standing on, and you can see that you're all surrounded by the. Uh, Bone Eater Clan. Yeah, Bone Eater Clan, just in all perched all around you. As uh, the Elder bows to you once again, V. Um, uh, sorry if you're 
you were busy. Um, I just had a couple questions, if that's okay. It's about uh, the Khan and what you remember about him. Points towards the necklace. Khan! Yes. Um, but Khan um, Tamak. Tamak. Khan. <coughs> what do you want to know? Um, anything you remember about him. Uh, maybe uh, how he looks, um, temperament, um, any, anything he wore besides the necklace that um, you remember. Okay. Uh, and you see... Um, got it. Uh, looks at you, kind of thinks for a moment, and then looks around everywhere, and then flies off, and then returns. And you see that uh, the elder is holding a long like, green drape made uh, of just woven material, and then drapes it across your shoulders. Uh, takes the necklace and then like places it upon your head so instead of a necklace it's more like a crown that wraps oh. around um, your head uh, takes kind of goes over to Trident and then points towards the bow asks something in Elvish uh, very very broken uh, I say I can speak it and understand Elvish. Uh, it comes it comes off kind of like uh, uh, give Bo please uh, need look. Try to <laughs> take his bow off and hand it to him. Uh, then slings uh, a bow across your back and looks around and up and around and then cut goes and grabs a long thin branch and then a triangular stone and quickly wraps it around and then holds your hand, uh, your um, left hand up and puts your hand up holding this big spear. Uh, and then goes, almost, almost, uh, bald. And um, no armor, no clothes. The top. Yeah, and then armor motions towards like your uh, like top of your waist down uh, to about mid thigh, and then uh, 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 points to um, himself and kind of uh, robes, and then uh, uh, markings. And points towards your markings, and then points towards the antlers. The markings look like the antlers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, v turns to Orkira and goes, um, "I guess like this." <laughs> <laughs> also, looks at Harold. Is this not a necklace? It's a crown. Harold <laughs> looks like over and isn't sure he can talk, and he just like goes. <laughs> uh, Elder looks. Uh, uh, you can talk. You can talk. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I think you need to. I, I think just imagine it with the antlers and then you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
thank you so much. I, I, I really turned to look to Seisha and be like, you heard the description entirely, right? Perfect. That's all we need. Uh, okay, uh, so I guess I give the like makeshift spear back. Okay, <laughs> it, it was made from a branch and like uh, a broken yeah. rock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, try to take his bow. Yeah, gives gives the bow back, uh, puts the the crown back on as a necklace. Uh, it's possible his head was just much larger than mine, and it fit him more as a hat. <laughs> um. Uh. I, I also kind of look towards Okira. Is there anything else you think we need to know? I think that's probably as good as we can get without knowing the person directly. Okay. This, this helps. This, thank you. Thank you. This helps a lot. Thank you. This helps so much. Um, I'm hoping maybe he's still out there and we can find him. And they all kind of, yeah. Tamak! Tamak! And start prancing around again and you kind of see them all uh, anything else out of play question do we know how long it was ago that the Vetorox went into this cave yeah 20 years 20 years okay that's what i thought thanks yeah confirmed by penelope yeah, I, I remember hearing that earlier now thanks um Thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Okay. Uh, no, that I think that's it. Uh, th thank you so much. I really appreciate all of your help, and I we are going to restore the forest and your nest. Well, you so. see them all just like ah, and just <laughs> just call out, and it's this shrill. Uh, discordant cacophony that it, it would if you did not visually see them like hopping with happiness mm -hmm. you would think it is definitely threatening yep <laughs> okay um, next time you see us it'll be a good thing you see the, the shaman just nods mm. yes mm. I uh bow at them to and say thank you so much for all of your um, help and hospitality and um, uh, uh, just being nice. That's good. Uh, I thank you for hope. I'm glad I could help. And uh, are we just on an out of level? Are we leaving now, or is it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's yeah. morning the next day. Perfect. Yeah. Cool. Oh, I was making sure it was. Yeah, and uh, Harold will look to the others and say, "I think we should probably get on that now." Yeah. Thank, Thank you, so everyone. Much. Goodbye. Uh, like uniformly, they all just quickly extend their. Uh, wings and for a second you're just all kind of like shrouded in shadow and there's this very intense scene of just these 10 to 20 Aarakocra kind of just looming over you but proud happy almost like yay yay 
Kind of looks a little intimidated at first, and then kind of yeah, goes. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely intimidating. Yeah. yeah like the wildlife like... around is just silent. <laughs> well, <laughs> all of all of those sing song birds just kind of go quiet for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, see, guys. Gonna take a second and try to bow back at these Aarakocra, especially the the elder, in the same way that the elder bowed with their wing, like put it mm-hmm. out and put it down. Is going to do the, her best to mimic that as respectfully as possible. Oh, yeah. easily done. It wasn't very uh, hard to mimic. So you do that, and the elder nods to you, and all of their wings go down. And you venture forth deeper into the woods, unless there's anything else you absolutely have to do. And as, as soon as we get outside of their little place, Vinley's like, you know, I really like their whole style about doing things. It's very straightforward. As she's like walking out, I just loved their culture. It's fascinating. As the scene closes to black and then reopens and we're in the middle of a fight. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Uh, so, yeah, you, you head off and you head west at first um, and cross over the unicorn run um, and head deep into the forest of the high forest into literally uncharted woods there's as you enter into the thick of it into the thick of it into the thick of it there it is hey all right that's the name of the episode episode. wow 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 hey it's a Uh, title (laughs) but uh unlike the uh heavily overgrown trail that you were following once you got past the stronghold of the nine uh, past the confluence that led up to the Sorrowwood, um, you this is full-fledged forest. There's again, it's hard to tell if he just knows exactly where to step, or can see, can read the forest, or if the forest itself is just slowly bending its will through a breeze, kind of moving some trees out of the way or something like that. As you navigate. Uh, without heavy impediment. Yeah, and it's maybe the forest itself knows that where you are headed is to aid in cleansing it. As the first days travel, there's no impediment, there's no threats, there's no prey, uh, uh, no like hunters coming towards you. Um, It's just serene the forest itself is just calm you hear birds chirping you hear critters just moving you see squirrels hopping chasing each other across the trees and other just the the wildlife of the forest is just around you see the owl that is always close to trident venture towards the mountain and you make your way to set up camp for the first night. And it's strange because this is the first night, at least in the forest, the first night for a long time besides Uluvin that you haven't had 
the babbling brook or the rushing water by your side. This constant drone that you didn't realize was there until it was completely gone. Now that you're further into the forest and tonight, although you are surrounded by this beautiful array of fireflies dancing through the forest, slightly illuminating the area as they dance among the trees. And you stay in a small grove where the trees kind of create this almost circle around you where the grass is soft and there's moss growing that almost acts like a pillow and bedding. And you look over and as you're setting up the dome or whatever else that you get, there's no, no fire, but the temperature is perfect. There's no need for it. And you see Trident actually by the tree line uh, and anybody who has a passive perception of over 15 uh, you can actually see he is talking to what appears to be a squirrel. What if your passive perception is 15? So 15, 15 or higher. Um, and you see him like kind of saying something to the squirrel. Um, <laughs> Reading lips. Uh, he is speaking in Elvish. I speak Elvish. And he says, <laughs> find them and tell him to seek out a group and describes all of you uh. and says they, they need them. They need you and your brother. Find them. And you see the squirrel dash off into the woods. Did you get that, Seisha? Because I couldn't read the squirrel's lips yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, no, I got it. Okay. I, I couldn't read the squirrel lips, but I, I got his, and he's asking for the brothers to oh, come find us. Oh, oh, it's okay. I read the squirrel's lips. It's a... <laughs> oh, okay. That's good to know. Yeah. yeah. Um. Also, while we're stopped for the night, uh, Seisha, you heard all the description about the con. Can you draw a picture of him sure. based on that description? Yeah. Um, I, I can't do a face, really, but... <laughs> well, I guess I could. Let me... Oh, I know! And I will use knowledge of the ages to be an artist. <laughs> and... I'll also say that uh, you got its likeness or picture, and I'd say you got enough of the likeness Yeah. to get it. Just okay. so you okay. know. Uh, you don't, it's not likeness and picture. It's literally yeah. just so likeness or picture. So you got enough okay. of the likeness to to get the connection of a uh, for that modifier. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I was I was hoping to uh solidify that modifier as it were. Yep. Uh you um, also have a possession or garment. V, do you want me to try tonight? To... Yeah, I don't see why we would wait. Yeah, I mean hopefully we can get an answer. I So the weird thing is going to be if it's successful, I'll know right away. We'll know. But if he's if he's dead, then I don't know if I'm going to tell the difference between my scry failing or not, but at least it's worth a try, and there shouldn't be any consequences? I don't think so, and I highly doubt anyone out there is similar. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. I mean, with the antler, 
With everything going into it, I think it'll narrow it down enough to just be him. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, uh, and we know his name, so. Um, Alright. And I will actually sit next to V, and instead of asking for the necklace, I'll just put my hand on her shoulder, so I'm touching both her and part of the necklace. Okay. Because she's a direct connection to him. And yeah. that's, I know mechanically that doesn't make too much of a difference, but I think emotionally for Akira it does to like have V to ground this scry on. And with her other hand, she'll pull out the gnomish spectrometer and say, all right, give me about 10 minutes and we'll see, we'll see what I can find. You see Trident kind of like arch an eyebrow and look at this very mechanical object, not with disdain, just like, no, oh, that's unique. <laughs> very foreign. <laughs> very, very, very foreign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vinley will lean over and be like, don't worry. I have no idea what it is either. Yeah, yeah just... I think Orkira probably tried to explain it at one point and explained it badly. <laughs> but yeah, she, she will try to scry on the con. Uh, con Tamak. And. 10 minutes. Uh, you've only heard of the target, so it's a plus five to the modifier. But you have a likeness and possession or garment, so that would be a minus six to the, so minus one to the uh, the total. The total. Came out uh, on top. It is a wisdom saving throw DC 19. So my, my guess is if he's alive, he probably has a decent wisdom, so we'll see what happens. Your spell goes off after the 10 minutes is up as you stare into your gadget trying to see. There's nothing. I'm not getting anything. Hmm. V, I, I hate to put it this way, but what are the chances that your father would have left the con of the Vetarok living? I didn't I... think he was necessarily alive. I just, I thought the, the hint was a little weird. Well, if we think about it, I mean, if they are, if there's some of them alive, if Someone else I were the con. one if I were the one who took them captive, I'd keep their le leader alive, somewhat maimed, as an example. You cut the head off the snake. Or you keep it there to remind them. But even way, the strongest wasn't strong enough. You can accomplish... Sorry, perhaps, V. Perhaps. Sorry, V. We can try again tomorrow. Okay. We have a long journey. I mean, yeah, if, if you want to, I guess. I, um, I, I just, I, when I heard, you know, find the con, I really interpreted it as pretty cryptic. V, I think she was talking about you. Not literal. Yeah. I think she was telling you to find yourself. Ah, uh, that, that's even more cryptic, actually. How does one find themselves? Going to walking in the mountains by themselves, I guess. Find your roots. I'm that's what I'm doing. 
I think that's what she wanted you to do. I think that's what she was telling you. Hmm. Was there actually a hissing noise or did was that yeah, I heard an that audio too. thing? Okay. It was an audio thing. Okay. I believe it was one of those. Yes simple, to both. Yes to both. <laughs> simple spiders that fell upon us occasionally. Uh, another one? If if you don't mind. I'm more concerned about one of those big snakes. Uh, um, before I set up the hut, I'm going to take a little uh, trip away. Um, I'll leave uh, one of my familiars with you, just so you'll know that I'm okay. There's just something I have to do. Okay. Thank you. And she just kind of curtly walks and walks a little bit into the the forest a little bit more until she's like out of sight. Um, maybe to perhaps a smaller little bit of a clearing where there's just like a couple trees gone to where she can see the sky. What's the phase of the moon? Is it a new or full moon? No, it is not. It just recently was a full moon on the 30th. So it is currently waning. Okay. Yeah. Um, Finley will cast a flock of familiars uh, at a higher spell slot so that it includes the bat this time that she's been holding on to. Um, and she will completely disrobe and uh, send <laughs> uh, Phelan, the bullfrog, away to go sit with her companions. And she begins to sing in Elvish, and she dances under the moonlight for the first time in over 200 years, or roughly 200 years. And she just takes an hour to kind of give herself up again to nature and let the woods and the wind move her again as she is surprisingly feeling really connected to everything around her all of a sudden. I can roll a performance check because she's never been good at this. Seven. <laughs> it's not great singing or dancing this time, but... It's been a long time, but it's not... Your steps are a little bit misplaced, but the heart is there. And she ends it by just kind of gently falling back into the grass and watching the moon. She just lays there in silence. And then eventually she'll stand back up, put everything back on, and then just rejoin the group like nothing happened. And then start erecting the hut. As um. you dance <laughs> and you finish and you lay down and as you lay down, you look up and you see a female elf sitting on a tree branch above you just watching you. She's maybe five feet tall, but youthful, almost ageless. And she has this 
diaphanous gown that's just exquisite, that almost looks to be made of moonlight itself. And I, I think her first reaction is to like start to sit up and then she just says it's whatever at this point and she just like gives herself up and just starts maintaining eye contact with this person just laying there unmoving on the ground and the dress that's falling off your sleep watch is almost like the threads of fabric begin to pool into a liquid and it drips down and it hits you in your forehead. And just for a moment, it causes you to blink. And when you open your eyes, she's gone. <laughs> and as you dress, there's something you notice. You can't see yourself. Like I can't see my body? Yeah. Can I see my clothes once I put them on? Not when you put them on. Oh. I think that... I don't know how she reacts to that. I think she actually just... pauses and says... Thank you. I have an idea of who you were, but thank you. And she looks to the tree and smiles, finishes dressing, and enjoys not being visible for a little bit, and then heads back and sees what she can do to her friends while she's invisible if it stays invisible. <laughs> Last an hour. Oh, oh yeah. yeah that, that's a good idea. Let's let's <laughs> let's play pranks on the group that has boss in it. Uh hard cut back to almost an hour ago. And there's the Oh, she had to send that one? <laughs> and you see tried and just instantly like, pull bo, up. Bo, uh, no 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 it's okay it's it's one of Fenley's familiars probably her least attractive one they're friendly though so make no motion to stop him from killing it just don't re-kill it it's already dead it's been through enough there's hesitation but the bow does not become unknot or put down, but the string is released in tension. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. That's totally <laughs> fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a sending real quick. Um okay. I cast sending and Seisha is contacting her father. Hello, father. I miss you. We're heading into the star mounts, into a dangerous situation. Things are okay, 
But just in case, I love you. Uh, you get a response. Ah, it is so good to hear your voice. I hope that you continue to gain the knowledge you seek. And I know you will be safe. I know Agma walks next to you. Please let me know when you finish. I miss you. Oh. Okay. Anybody else? Uh, v sends a sending to Renair just about, um, I guess, uh, as best summary as she can about the day, about like, you know, I guess she's a warden of the woods now, or of the mountain, or of the rock. That's of the rock, right? Yeah, it's of the rock. And, um, and, um, gonna help the Aarakocra get there. Nest back. Uh, you get a reply. I'm not surprised. I reach Neverwinter tomorrow. Seems our familial destinies are coming to a head. I wish I was there with you. Miss you. Me too. She says to herself. Orkira's gonna crouch down, watch the frog. <laughs> because she can't keep an eye on Vinley. And she knows that, yeah, this forest feels nice. But there's also dangers around. So she's just gonna, like, on haunches, sit kind of half resigned to this fate of watching this frog to make sure her friend is safe. After about an hour and a half, Sasha's gonna cast a second sending to Venli. <laughs> Venli, are you okay? You've been gone a long time. I'm getting worried. Bad mom friend. <laughs> uh, pretty sure the frog disappears. After an hour, yeah. <laughs> after an hour, so the frog just... Oh. Oh, I would have sent it right then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, frog, the frog just... <laughs> or Kira immediately It would have been a lot more panicked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. there's standing and fire in my hand. I'm like, ah, um, yeah. Mine's got the bow out. <laughs> He's dead. I'm sorry, what did the sending say? Venley, are you okay? You've been gone for a long time. I'm getting worried. I'm doing wonderful. I'm here right behind you. <laughs> Don't do it. Wait, what? Where? She like reaches out. <laughs> Dodges. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Me either. Okay. Are you invisible? It would not appear so. Well, no, it doesn't appear like you're invisible when you're invisible. She just puts her hand on your shoulder. <sighs> okay, okay, you're here. All right. I, I can stop worrying. <laughs> yeah, so... Hut? 
Are we ready to go? Yes. The bed? Yes. You sound really happy. I am. I'm very happy that we're here. Good. I'm happy we're together. And then she sits down and she starts doing the casting, like the ritual casting of uh, the tiny hut. Mm-hmm. As soon and as you begin casting, you're not invisible anymore. Is it begin casting or finish casting? Because it says cast a spell. Okay. We'll say in. <laughs> so the ritual kind of begins and no one knows where it's coming from except for the lines in the dirt that are being drawn with a little bit of blood and stuff like that. And then as it starts to kind of smoke up from the ground to form the hut, she's standing in the center of it, staring up at the sun, or wrong, standing standing in the center of it, staring up at the moon, and she just kind of gives like a wistful smile to it as it just encapsulates her. And then once it fully encapsulates, Benley's standing in the hut there amongst all are. of you. Oh, hey, Benley, when'd you get back? <laughs> oh, um, mm, I want to say about 10 minutes ago. Okay. You he wanna... was just blatantly not paying attention to anything, so. <laughs> it's been a while since I've said this, but lies don't make friends. Oh, no, I arrived about 10 minutes ago. That's when I started casting the hut. Mm, okay. Also, I'm sorry to worry you. I know um, Phelan disappeared rather early. Yeah. I apologize. It's okay. It took a little bit longer okay. than I expected. <laughs> Thank you. So well, I'll take third watch. Okay. You all divvy up your watches? Yeah. And unless there's anything pressing, it'll all. Okay. Right kind of goes by uneventfully. Once again, there are lurking creatures in the dark just at the wood line. Although this place is very beautiful and serene, there's always that threat of something in the woods watching you. This time when the spider impacts with the side of the tiny hut, Orkira just turns to station and goes, I think I'm going to name him Clyde. (laughs) He's obviously following us. I think he just likes bouncing off the tiny hut. I would imagine it's really fun to a spider. I mean, it might be fun to us too. I've never tried. Yeah. I, I like that sometime. I like the idea that this spider, since we're in the middle of a clearing, was in the trees, got a running start <laughs> and jumped. No, it's uh it's one of those um uh terrifying things where a spider will release some thread and then the wind will take it. Fly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Parachuting. That's a big wind to pick up that size spider. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm I'm the DM of this game, and there's no spiders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was a squirrel. I'm gonna name that squirrel Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> following a squirrel us. with you with, know the uh, infamous yeah, I'll take that. There's <laughs> a squirrelder. Uh, anyway, squirrels uh, are no, deadly. Uh, <laughs> well, um. Next, yeah, as you pick up the next day and you venture on into into the woods. Um, Don't you mean into the thick of it? No. Yes, <laughs> you do. 
hate to leave, but I have to, though. Well, technically, we are going into the woods to grandmother's house. Just saying. Unfortunately, we're not home before grounds. <laughs> we uh, could just sing the entire musical right now. I'm yeah. prepared. I got the my 15 oboe. minute opener. Yeah. <laughs> we could do this. Uh, you know, for some extra life donations. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyways, musical episode, D4 musical episode, um, you traverse, keep going. You are brought around some areas that where, uh, you know, a little bit of water table has, has seeped up. So, uh, Trident takes you around that something that you probably wouldn't even notice if he wasn't there, takes you around some, uh, thick, heavy briar patches and razor vines that, does not affect you. Uh, there's a couple of times where he points out some uh, feline predators that are kind of watching you and make sure that you're all facing in a different direction because uh, it tells you that these feline predators will not stalk you if they feel that you are also a predator and constantly make contact, eye contact with them and they only stalk prey that is not looking. I give them this look. <laughs> this very specific look. I just turn to one of the cats and I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> um, but anytime you encounter wildlife, Trident first tries to make sure that you subvert interaction and is only in, tries to get you to not attack, let nature be nature and all of that. However, about halfway through the day, especially for those with more keen hearing, uh, you hear what sounds like a yelp. Uh, before we get there. Oh. Mm -hmm. Very, very far away. You hear something that sounds like a rock slide. Mm. Oh, oh, that's not good. I loud, look But loud enough th that you can hear it, but also... Only those with keen hearing, so Seisho um, or Kira Vinley, hear this. For the rest of you, it's just kind of like this low rumble that you kind of pick up. But for uh, for you three, it is very unnerving, but very far away. I look over Trident. The, 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 the big metal beast you were talking about? Yeah. Oh, that's not good. Sounds huge. Have I ever heard anything like this before? Considering Orkira spent time in Hupperduke where there's lots of machinery. You don't hear the whirring of machines. That's not what echoes out across. It is the, the <laughs> earthquake rock slide grinding noise that is just very concerning that echoes out. It's like a mountain shattering is mm. basically the Ooh. best way to describe it. Does the yeah. ground tremble at all? You're too far away. That's That was my theory. Okay, good. Uh, Let's keep moving. Right nods and continues on. About how far are we from the camp right now? From the encampment? The mining camp? Yeah. Currently, Be at six least. hours, five out, half a day's journey. 
Is there a plan to just level the whole mountain? Because that's what it sounds like they're doing. Oh, I have a problem with that. Let's check it out. It says uh, it's somewhere any, anywhere between uh, 20 and 60 miles away. Oh, okay. Oh, that's... Yeah. It's, it's too far out of the way, Harold. Uh, that would take us back to the mining camp where going the opposite direction that uh then yeah yeah he's purposely moving you uh, around it uh-huh. uh, and especially far enough away to stay off the radar of any uh guards or patrols but this is just a sign that you are getting closer to the mountain one and the power that they have yeah yeah and you're also the closest you've been to the mining camp mm-hmm. Yeah, but we're not close enough for the thing I was thinking about, so we continue on. Uh, All right. Uh, So as um, evening sets in and dusk begins to take the forest as it begins to get darker, um, that is when our more keen-eared folks, uh, here's the well, the, the yelp, uh, almost like um, something literally just Oh, so it sounds animal. Yeah, uh, and, then, sounds... and then you hear the whimpering cries of oh, something. Oh, oh. I, I send Savard out to see what it was just in case it's something that shouldn't have happened. Okay. And then I, the eyes roll back in my head and I grab onto Seisha's arm. Um, Svard flutters through the, the trees, and how far away can you warg? Oh, girl. <laughs> it's been a minute since I've had to think do it's that. 120 feet. So too. That's flock of familiars. Where is find familiar? There it is. A <laughs> uh, hundred feet. Okay, a hundred feet. Oh, wait. Um, when your familiar is within 100 feet of you, you can communicate with it telepathically. Additionally, as an action, you can see through its eyes and hear what it hears till the start of your next turn. Yeah, so it has to be within 100 feet of me to do that. Yep. Okay. Um, you move through and towards the, the end of your, your range, like right on that 100, like 90, 100 feet. You can see an, an additional, like, good yard uh, or a good couple of uh, yeah. yards uh, you can see the terrain here um is there's definitely you can start to see where you're starting to get to the base of a mountainous region there are more <clears throat> crags and other you know multiple tiered hills and other things up in the forest itself yeah the uh, the path that you've been uh, traversing has become more hill-like uh, as well instead of uh flat like it was in the beginning of the forest as you were coming out of the valley. Now you're getting back to mountains and hill uh, hill areas. Yep, but it, you break into a small opening, um, not quite grove-like, but there's definitely a, an opening where there's not a lot of trees. Uh, and without even making a perception check, you can see a wolf caught in a bear trap. A wolf. Whimpering. How big is the wolf? 
a, a wolf size. <laughs> uh, larger than you would expect in the sense that humans don't really know how big wolves truly are. They right. do. Yeah. <laughs> Large dogs. Yeah. <laughs> you think husky, you wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah wolves are big. Mm -hmm. See anything? There's a... Uh, uh, she sees that and then her eyes roll down and she says, it seems to just be a wolf caught in a bear trap. Grey wolf. Grey wolf barbarians were in the western woods. But who has bear traps out here? It's made of metal, yes? Yeah, but... Yeah, it's, it's made of metal. Mm -hmm. They might trade. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> you hear... We should, go, uh, we should go save it. Yeah, we should. And tried nods, but he says... Uh, there are barbarians around that use it to hunt. So the oh. fact that there's a, a trap, a metal trap, doesn't mean that that's not anything out of the ordinary. Venley, can you lead me to it? Y yeah, I can. Um, okay. uh, I'll come with two. Let's be careful. Where there's one trap, there might be more. Right. Uh, Trident, Trident says, "I'll I'll stick to the upper reaches just to give an, a lookout." I stick to the shadows. Stealth. <laughs> and when do we? I take it Venley leads us to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you make it towards that wood line that starts to open up a little bit, and you can hear that whimpering that just oh. pulls on your heartstrings. <laughs> before before Seisha runs out in there, can I do a perception check to see if there's anyone watching this wolf to see if it's an, a trap? Sure, make a yeah. perception check. I, I I would like to join her in that. Okay, um, make a perception either, check. Oh my yeah. god, boss! 32 on stealth. Uh, <laughs> wow. It vanishes right before my eyes. The ghost got Voss again! <laughs> <laughs> There's a throwback. I'm, oh, he is yeah. now convinced that he knows invisibility and won't admit it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> can I use Savard to give me advantage on it? Since he's up there, can he give me the help action? Sure. Cool, cool, cool. I got a 21. This time. <laughs> uh, I got a 19. Okay. Um, what was your total, Orkira? 21. I did not roll well. Um, you, from, from, you're, and you're not up on the, on, at the trap just yet, right? You're this is like before you in get the tree there. line. Yeah. yeah, you look yeah. around. You don't nothing. Nothing steps out. You don't. You don't even see Voss. Voss is gone. Voss is gone. <laughs> um, he's uh, uh he's actually uh, going to be joining you on Heroes of the Plains next week. He rolled <laughs> such a good stealth. No, <laughs> he rolled a good uh, enough you... stealth that I don't even see him on Heroes of the Plains. That beats my Heroes of the Plains. That, exactly. So he's, been, so he's been following you for all season. <laughs> you, uh... <laughs> How the fuck did I get here? Boss, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you rolled too well in your stealth again. Go back that way. You'll get back to fair. Boss rolled so well in his stealth, he lost himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got to go on his own personal journey now. Um, uh, Hi, I'm Dill. <laughs> you, Have you, you seen Boss? <laughs> okay. You notice um, that there's only this one trap. Okay. Yeah, no other traps around. Can I go? Yeah. It's out in a clearing. Okay. It's it, the trees get more sparse. It's okay. not like a grove. Exactly. Or anything. It's, yeah. it's just they get more sparse. Um, it could be due to the 
the hills or anything as you're getting closer to the mountain and stuff like that but okay um, it does as... not look like it is uh any any does not look like anything unnatural has happened to the forest there you go. um so. as Seisha reaches the line of the forest um to within its line of sight um she she starts Shh, it's okay it's all right give me an animal handling check and uh who all is is anybody ever going with Seisha? Are we all staying behind? Like, what's everybody else doing? I'm bosses. No, I'm circling the area. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with the group. Yeah, okay. I'm going to stay in the yeah. tree line and ready a chill touch in case anything fires at Seisha, like a bow or a spear or something. I'm just going to, like, shoot out a chill touch in the direction that whatever is fired goes. Does that make okay. sense? Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna follow Seisha, but I'll stop 30 feet from the wolf with these on the hope that she's gonna free the wolf. I can heal it from a little bit of a distance, but I, I wanna be keeping an eye out for the rest of the pack. Okay. Okay. Uh I got it. Your perception from earlier will fall on that as you look out and look around. I am lucky, so I'm re-rolling. <laughs> I've got blessing of luck. Yeah, that one luck. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was all I needed. Natty 20 for a 23. Ooh. Hell yeah. That's awesome. You... Uh, that was for perception? No, that was for soothing the wolf. That was my animal. Oh, soothing animal. Animal. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so it instantly like looks at you and kind of cowers and sinks down um, and kind of like scoots away and begins like looking, like licking at its paw and still whimpering as it kind of is unsure how to act towards you, but isn't aggressive. Right. It kind of like lays down and puts puts its head down and shoulder down, kind of being submissive to you. Yeah. It's all right. We're going to get you out of here, okay? And she's going to open the trap. Okay, go ahead and give us a uh, strength uh, check, athletics. <laughs> She does not open the trap. That's an eight. Eight? Yeah, it, it it's giving you some trouble as you're trying to pull it apart. It looks a little rusted. Can one of you give me a hand, V? Yeah, absolutely. Right, v comes up. Go ahead and uh, give, give me an athletics check. V, if you want to roll it, you can. With advantage. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to let you roll this one. Yeah, that's going to be a 23. Okay. Yeah, and you're going, and yeah, with V's help, it pushes open, and as you open it, the, your, just your passive perception, you can see, like, it was rusted pretty shut, but as it opens, there's no blood on it. What? There's no, yeah, there's no blood on the, the bear the trap. the leg? And it, the, uh, the wolf, it, like, hops and, like, limps a step or two. Uh, before, it, before it just convulses. <gasps> and that's where we're going to end tonight's episode. I'm well, sorry. No, we're not. No, this is my new puppy. We're not that, ending the episode here. Did I just bad. touch like poison that absorbs through your skin? No, I think we'll find out next week. Thank you all so much for joining us. <laughs> that's a druid, isn't it? <laughs> oh, no, no. I, 
have another idea. We passed its test. We saved the animal. Uh, <laughs> I know. Next week, uh, what happened? What happened? What 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 happened was. Um, but thank you for watching. Uh, we know it was a little bit slower, Ooh. especially compared to last week, <laughs> which was very 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 uh, yeah. long and chaotic. Um, but uh, they are about to enter the mines, and we'll see how well that goes. Yep. Um, into the mountain. That's different. Um, but thank you okay. for watching. We're going to go ahead and pull uh, Elders Foundry and uh, D&D Beyond winners for our giveaway. So if you've not done so already, please enter hashtag Eldritch hashtag Beyond for your chance to enter to win. And if you have not done so, uh, please donate to Extra Life, uh, d4extralife.com. Yeah. We're still trying to hit the $5,000 goal raised. We still have some really, really fun giveaways uh, lined up for that, including a, a all-wood DM screen from... Oh. Uh, Talon and Claw, uh, D&D Le Beyond Legendary Bundle. Uh, Beale and Grimm's uh, Silver Edition, Beyond the Witchlight. Like, there's some really good stretch <laughs> goals in there. If we've... And um, yeah, the only- For the children! For the children. Yeah. And we'll do a little bit of this. Hey, there we go. All right, um, we have our winners. Winner of the Eldritch Foundry Miniature is, I'm gonna butcher this, Kiesnowski. Oh, And what is the DD Beyond Players Bundle? Is uh, Black Cherubim. Hey. Hey. I like that I name. The rest of you will be in touch this week. Yeah, be excellent to each other. May you always roll with advantage. Good night. Good night, everybody. Bye.